to ye, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. My name is Garrett Smith. My name is Dan Scully, and we are here with a member of our family. Yes, we are. Um, I didn't even, I, I meant to ask, some people prefer to be credited without their last name? No, my last name is, uh, both names are okay. Okay, so we have <laughs> Emily Martin with yes. us. Who, uh, I think technically, I, I realized this yesterday, I was thinking about this, is a previous guest of this show, though she was not on microphone. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what episode it was, but I believe she brought us delicious treats and sat through a whole recording in the past. It, uh, it was Back to the Future 2. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I was too shy to, uh, to speak up, there, but there was one point where I had to refrain from... Um, waving you guys down because someone had said something I disagree with, but I didn't want to suddenly <laughs> appear in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, I seem to recall that. And so I just talked about it afterwards, like you should absolutely not do. <laughs> but you're here now. Yeah. You're here now, Welcome and we back. are going to be talking about the fate of the Furious. Yes, Yay! it is um, our fate. We are destined to be here. Aren't you furious? To talk about the family. <laughs> what I love about it is that we are at a point now where uh, it's a perennial thing. I mean, not directly perennial, yeah. but we have... Every two years or so, yep. we dip back into this sandbox, and we're at the point where we know exactly what to expect, uh -huh. and they know exactly how to bring it. Uh -huh. And so it's just like, it's weird. It's like Thanksgiving. It brings the family <laughs> together, yeah. and we all get, you know, the same people go to see it now. It's tradition yep. to have an event around it. That's and, cool. And apparently more people go to see it every time. Mm -hmm. They literally just keep increasing in box office every entry. It's crazy. Oh, this is the first one I saw in a theater. Yeah, I, yeah. Seven was the first one I saw. The Are you ever going to miss one in the theater now? Depends on how they look, but probably not. Was, that's not the answer that <laughs> yeah, I wanted. Yeah. I was hoping you'd scream, never! Because yeah. that's how I felt after five. Because yeah. I was like, fuck these stupid movies. Yep. And then my old roommate at the time, he he was a kind of a bro. Mm -hmm. He loved them. When he saw this trailer, <laughs> he's like, we gotta go. And I'm like, all right, we'll go. Blown away. Yeah. It's like, I'm never missing this ever again. That's uh, the, Our audience literally heard that happen to me with seven. Yeah. <laughs> that exact story. Well, I was glad I didn't see seven in theater just because at the end I was sobbing. Uh-huh. Um, and I try to avoid that in public as much as possible. Karen <laughs> and I cried together. It yeah. was a bonding moment. Uh -huh. My girlfriend was there, and she was looking at us like, who the fuck yeah, am I with? Doing? What is this? Yeah. Uh, I love that movie. I still think that's still my number one of the series. I, and I, I would, think it's because I saw it before I saw some of the other ones. Oh, certainly, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Do you think this one has the potential to be that for somebody? Because I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I maybe if it's your very first Fast and Furious experience, it could be because like I feel like that's kind of what happened with Seven for me. Seven is definitely more over the top than Five. That doesn't necessarily make it a better movie than Five, but the over the topness was what I ended up loving about it. Mm -hmm. So like Five didn't quite meet that for me. Uh, so maybe if you saw this one first, this is as over the top as they've been. I mean, they at least achieved that. I think mm -hmm. uh, if that's what you end up liking about it, maybe. Yeah, you know, I can see that. Yeah, because my because I lo I loved it. Yeah, me but too. I was also very disappointed by it. Yeah, and I've got felt, I have criticisms you know, of it for it, sure, and not not like disappointed where I, it it hurts the movie. Yeah, but just to the point where I was like, I really I had faith that you would snowball this into something bigger and better, like you've done with each entry, and it felt stagnant. Yeah. in that regard. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm, I'm ready to dig into that because I, oh, I definitely really enjoyed it. But I, I have some criticisms as well that uh, also did not like make the movie collapse for me. Like you're saying, it was like it still was like super enjoyable, but definitely a couple things that I was like, mm, they definitely need to uh, figure a couple things out here. Mm. Uh, and act, it's weird to say about this series, but maybe go back to some basics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're not going to do news. I feel like the I, one news what? story yeah. we have is going to come up later. It's going to come up later okay, anyway. Cool, yeah, cool. that's fine. <laughs> Stay tuned for news. Yeah. Uh, yes, furious news. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, God. I don't even know where to start talking about this movie, to be honest with you, because we, I don't know, do we give a little our history with the Furious series? I guess we kind of just did that, right? Got that out of the way. We I all... mean, you and I did that. Yeah. How did you come to the series, Emily? Uh, my roommate owned a copy of uh, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Uh, for yes. people who knew my roommate, that's for obvious reasons. That's not going to be very helpful for people who don't. <laughs> um, but uh, and so we. I just put that together. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I just talked to Kevin Lau today. <laughs> um, and so uh, what? Like we that we had that in the house, so we watched that all the time, and then. Um, Two used to be on cable a whole lot. <laughs> um, and Two's the, the most cableable, cableable one, I think. Right. <laughs> it's the most capable. <laughs> it's more cableable than... Uh, fuck, now I, now I lost his name. Who's playing cable now? <laughs> they oh, announced him. Uh, oh, fuck, now I lost his name. Right? It's Pierce someone Brosnan? we all know. No, yeah. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, yeah. that's it, yeah. Oh, okay. I almost said Pierce Brosnan because of the, the bra. <laughs> Yeah. I just said Pierce Brosnan. Oh, okay. I oh, think he go. was like in contention at one point. Well, I remember a rumor about that. Yeah, there was a rumor because there was a picture of him, Hugh Jackman, and oh, yeah. Deadpool. Turns out they're just friends, yeah. <laughs> which is so much better. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the David Harbour rumor around that. I like David, the dude that played the cop on Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, he would be cool. He would be cool. Yeah. I'd like to see that guy get a big comic book starring role. He's capable. <laughs> like Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens on this show. Yeah. I'm sure you're aware. We're, uh, we're back on. I was going to say track, but I feel like it's more appropriate to say... Oh, we're back on the highway. We yeah. pulled onto the interstate. We're moving. <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, well, it, then I, like five came out and looked like so much fun that I, I think I backtracked and watched four in one. And as You threw I, it in reverse? Exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah. We're going to do that as much as possible <laughs> as well now, yeah. now that it's a thing. So you drifted around through the early part of the oh. series. Mm. <laughs> yes. And then from five forward, I've watched them in order. Um, and like I said, it was the first one I saw in the in a theater. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I haven't given it much more than a like I just enjoyed it at a surface level as an action. I'm sure on deeper prodding, it's definitely going to have flaws. I think seven really was the the strongest because they kind of had to. I'm going into analysis now, and that's no, please, that's right. fine. Um, I think that they felt. Um, oh God! Now I'm getting all. Uh, nervous about talking. Pardon I'm me. sad about Paul, too. When I talk about Seven, I get choked up like crazy. Well, I think that's why they felt such a higher standard for Seven. And so I think anything after Seven, no matter how much action they put into it, was not going to have the same emotional core that, that's that true. Seven had. That's what I feel is absent about yeah. it, is that it feels like it's back into the machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, we're plunking out another one. It's a machine that works. It's a machine that I, I love and will love forever. If it breaks and rips my arm off, I still <laughs> love this machine. But uh, it was missing the uh, the family, yeah. as, as we like to say. Well, we talk about it all the time. It's uh, Sometimes your limitations are what make you deliver your best work. Absolutely. And, I mean, I can't think of a crazier limitation than losing the star of one of your movies like halfway through making it mm-hmm. and then deciding we are going to finish it and we're not even really going to change much about it. Like, that's pretty crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I think that was probably, I think to your point, like, that had to have motivated some really interesting decisions they had to make that oh, ultimately absolutely. resulted in like 
this the whole trilogy is based movie. on that. Five changed it from racing movies, and, and you know they were heist movies. Yeah, but they yeah. made it a heist movie. Yes, yeah. After kind of building the family in uh-huh. four, uh-huh. that's not a, a huge thing. Right. The first thing I'm talking with my hands so much, which <laughs> you can't see at home, but because uh, you have to to get the continuity yeah, straight, yeah. there has to be a visual. So. You know, five was a gamble. Mm-hmm. Five is what hooked me. So, mm-hmm. boom, they, they have a new audience. So six has to be bigger and better. Yeah. And so that was their their hindrance then was just, we have to engage this new audience yeah. and please the old one. Seven had the Paul Walker death. This is the first one where it's like, we don't need to do any of that. Right. It's going. Right. We're, we're in, we're in, we're putting it in cruise control. Yeah. <laughs> And you know how do we how do we add some nos to this? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a well oiled classic muscle car at this point, <laughs> you know. Well, in the um, do you guys do spoilers? Is it? Yeah, oh yes. yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, there are okay. spoilers. Our audience knows that uh, they're getting spoilers. Spoiler immediately. <laughs> cars, cars, uh, <laughs> a lot of them. Uh huh. Could you can you believe it? <laughs> and a lot of them. Have spoilers. Oh, that's, that's so true. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> it's zombie time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was. They pulled so many characters back from previous movies into Fast Eight, even if it's for just um, a scene, like the two Brazilians that we were talking about before the podcast. Mm-hmm. We talk about pre-podcast conversations, um, and it felt like they were trying to use that sort of wrapping up and pulling in as a substitute for an emotional core. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we're still the theme of family because uh, Dom still has this family that he can bring back together. But at the same time, to me, it felt a little bit more like, did you guys see Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? Yes. Yeah. Where yes. it was just a stream of references to all the other movies. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't feel like it had a real emotional core. It just felt self-referential. And, and everyone th- was kind of scattered, too. Mm-hmm. So it had that sort of montage feel where it's mm-hmm. like, we're going to check in with these two characters, which are paired up. Mm-hmm. Then we'll check in with these two. And it's really only at the end that they come together. And it's just in, in, a in an ice. Yeah, in a flashback and on a giant pla- uh, plate of ice. Mm-hmm. So there's no, like, I never got to the point where I was like, oh, they're a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just felt like they were all on separate adventures that tie in every once in a while. Yeah, it felt more like, oh, now this guy. And yeah, this yeah. guy. Remember him? And this guy. Yeah, so... Um, it was. It didn't make it any less enjoyable, but I felt like they hit a real emotional note in Seven that they, I don't know if they were striving for, but I don't think they reached in this one. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that they advertised that, it, it's so weird to me that they structured the movie this way. They advertise it, family no more. Yeah, yeah. Family mm-hmm. no more. This time, Vin Diesel's bad. What could it be? Yeah. What could it be? And then the movie starts and they tell us right away what it is. <laughs> uh-huh. Like Relatively yes. quickly into the movie, yeah. we know what it is. So we know why he's bad. We know all of this, and it is inert at that point. There's no reason why they couldn't have kept us in the dark the entire time about why Vin Diesel is the way he is, Yeah. then drop the bomb. It's two and a half hours long. <laughs> they could easily have put that three quarters of the way through and still introduced the baby yeah. in a way that... And it's like the baby carried weight beyond, like, this is baby, it represents family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they do that. I don't know why they didn't work the script like that. We should have com- completely not expected what oh, it was. Oh, because Vin Diesel's the producer, and he's not going to be the villain for the movie. Don That's still true. has to be a hero. That's very true. Yeah. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. I, f- I feel like it has to. Oh, I, Apparently, I think it, it definitely a nightmare does. Yeah, to I, work with on I, this. A, a fr- friend of the show, Jacob Harrington, was going on and on the other day about uh, how much he hates Vin Diesel because he can tell he's ruining these movies and he's making it difficult for the co-stars. And I was like, that might all be 1,000% true. However... He's been the producer on these movies for a while, and they've been pretty good for a while. 
wh- like whatever chaos is happening there is working great. Like I don't want him to change a thing about how crazy he is because all the close-ups we get of him are the best part of this movie, which I'm sure we're just at his like demand. You know, I feel like it's <laughs> tough to tell when it's a close-up because he's just an all-encompassing <laughs> visual. You're like, oh, oh. he's just increasingly yeah. becoming like a perfect sphere of entertainment. <laughs> so it's just you just see him. You're like, oh, that's. That's one of my favorite brands, Vin Diesel. That's my guy. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah. And that's a brand you can trust. Triple yeah. X3 yeah. might be my favorite movie this year <laughs> so far. Oh, I, I haven't seen it. Was it in it's a Bollywood it's movie made here in America. It's incredible. It's so crazy. You gotta see it. What's yeah. that one thing they do? Oh, they rip tubes on dirt bikes. Yeah, they rip yeah. tubes on dirt bikes. Yeah. <laughs> my only experience with it so far has been the episode of How Did This Get Made, which was th- like I've listened to three or four times, so I feel like I've seen the movie. But Oh, yeah. yeah. But you haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. You should yeah. see it. You gotta. It's so fun. Well, my favorite part, of, not to make this about me, but listening to the podcast was when they were asking about stuff. And, was, and I re- I've seen both the first and the second one with Ice Cube. And they were, anyway, I don't make this about how this could be. Oh, this no, no. Please, please. <laughs> I'm no, very they, curious because I'm so behind on that show, um, but I'm so yeah. up on Triple X. I'm uh, caught the fuck. <laughs> well, there's a. There's a scene in the first movie where they bring Vin Diesel to a diner and he can tell it's all a fake CI setup mm-hmm. because the waitress is wearing heels. And they apparently do a very similar scene in the third movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> the, the, how did this get made was questioning the reality of them doing that. It's like, was this in the first movie? And I was just screaming at my own. I was like, yes, it was. It's a thing that triple X's do because that's yeah. in the second movie yeah. too. <laughs> that's yeah. like a triple X powers. You're able to recognize a test <laughs> filled with actors when it looks like a real action sequence. Exactly. Um, I believe in Triple X Three. He fires a machine gun into a crowd of innocents uh-huh. because he knows that it's not loaded. Yep. Because he knows. Because that's what Triple yeah. X is. Do they skateboard? Yep. And they can tell when a farce is happening around <laughs> them at their own expense. It's, yeah. it's just what they do. God, I, people should definitely see Triple X Return of Xander Cage. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Uh, but I, so I don't know that I because I, I did I thought about that problem too. This idea that like they divide the team up, which is like a lot of people said is a problem. And more specifically, that like we kind of know Vin Diesel's motivation pretty early mm-hmm. in the movie, so that kind of undercuts the idea of like the family's falling apart, you know? Because you like know he's actually good; he's just like doing it because he has to. But I kind of I was like really thinking about it, and I do kind of think that the movie would be, as far as these movies being about family and this soap opera about family, you really actually would lose that idea of family. After having, like, we can't have Paul Walker back, and then Vin Diesel is now the villain, now, like, the fathers of the, like, the whole thing is, like, like torn so apart at that point, I almost think as a, like, a, a, a Fast and Furious audience member, you'd almost be, like, you, I don't think I would like it, like, I would, it would be too far off the path of what those movies are. Like, the what fact the- that I know his motivation through it, allows me to feel like this is still a family story. Mm. Like, it, it was also, like, very... It parallels, like, a lot of what uh, he goes through with Letty, but it's, like, the other direction, mm. where he's the only one that trusts Letty. Remember that? That was, like, mm-hmm. a whole thing where he's like, no, everybody needs to trust her because I know it's her. I know it's okay. Mm-hmm. And so then those roles one, get too, to be reversed. We never knew what her deal was. We don't... I feel like I remember... I mean, there not, wasn't really a deal. She was just, yeah. you know... Lost her memory. Yeah, so yeah. They, they programmed her to be bad with, yeah. with social uh, uh, programming. So, you know, it's like, it's. I feel like still, that whole at the movie, same time, yeah, you're like, what's her right. deal? You know? Yeah. But I do get what you're saying because when you frame it that way, absolutely. Yeah. And I can see why, you know, Vin Diesel would say, if I'm not the hero of this, it's right. not on brand. Mm-hmm. Right. And that makes sense. I don't really find Hobbes to be interesting enough to, right. to follow in that way. He hasn't put in the time, frankly. <laughs> right. He's just been, he's been bad, he's been good, and now he's. 
he's the rock. Yeah, yeah. And and he's got a really bad roid voice in this one, and it was concerning me. Oh boy, because it just sounded like he sounded like a wrestler for the first time <laughs> in, in decades. And so, you know, he's nearing fifty, so we know that there's a cutoff coming soon if the rock yeah. is not is not a safe wrestler. But um anywho <laughs> It just makes me so sad to think about a world without the rock. I know, it's yeah, crazy. I know. But he looks like he could eat the rock in fast yeah. five right now, so like <laughs> he, there has to be Yeah. He, he had to have done something. Yeah. But whatever. I digress. Yeah. Well I don't want any libel suits. I love you, Rock. Yeah. I know you're listening. Oh, you're one of my favorites. No, I feel like I feel like yeah, I could see why Vin Diesel wouldn't be out of that. But to me it's like it's gotta function as a movie. Yeah. And that was bland to me. When they said why, I was like, Well, I don't care enough about that baby or the mother of the baby yeah. to really care about this beyond that is a token of family. But if during a final action sequence, Vin Diesel, like who's just been a dick the whole time, yeah. does a stunt that just explains everything, <laughs> which I, I know the the filmmakers are capable of this. It's kind of what they're what they specialize yeah. in. I would have loved to see that, and it's, yeah. it didn't happen. But I mean, I liked the finale with the baby that we got. <laughs> oh, that That's was so the good. best part of the movie. It's like an extended hard boiled reference. I have issues with that too. It's really? an extended hard boiled reference that you can't fucking see because of shaky cam and hypercut. You know, I didn't actually. That was so poor. I really did not have as much of a problem with it as you did. I expected it to be way worse from what you had said about it, but it I was, was, it was pretty I okay tell with that it. The choreography was good. Yeah. So it was better than like, uh, you know, than some things where you can't even see the choreography. Yeah. You just go, oh, the blue gears look like they're winning, and that's yeah, a Transformers yeah. movie. Yeah, it, you could see the choreography, but like it felt like they were leaning on the cutting to hide well choreographed, poorly orchestrated choreography. Yeah. It, you could, I just if they just showed it static, you could see all this choreography, but. If you're going to be punching a foot away from someone's face, you need it. Yeah. Lazy to me. Yeah. I'm I mean, spoiled by John Wick. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't disagree with you, but I didn't think it was actually like that much of a problem. It was all pretty clear to me. I also immediately check out the minute there's a taste of it. Yeah. The way some people are with, with uh, cilantro. As soon as there's <laughs> shaky cam, I'm like, take it back. Yeah, yeah. Take it back. Yeah. I don't want to. I've lost my appetite. Yeah. Uh, but I did. I liked that sequence with the baby at the end. And the other thing is, I actually love the addition of the baby. Uh, I because again, like I really, I what I've grown to love about these movies as I've watched more of them is the soap opera of it. Oh, I don't know why that's what I love so much about it, but like. Letty literally dies, comes back to life, and has amnesia. That is the most classic, like, uh, fucking... Oh, that's soap opera. That's yeah. so soap opera, it's crazy. So the idea that Dom has a secret baby he doesn't know about from, like, a previous girlfriend mm -hmm. that already had a weird soap opera interaction with his current girlfriend in a previous movie. Remember the end of that one movie? She's like, hey, I get it. You love her. Whatever. Like, yeah, they, yeah. Just, like they just have that weird interaction. Like, it was yeah, so... Yeah, kind of broke up with The Rock for you, but... Yeah. Uh... I guess it is what it is. It was I'm going to so... go die unceremoniously. Yeah, it was so perfectly soap opery. I was like, I fucking love this. Like, oh, I yeah. just love that about it. I to me the biggest problems with the movie are Charlize Theron's not her, but her character has very little to do other than stand in around tables and talk. She wanders back and forth on a plane and yeah. yells commands to hackers. Yeah, it, it it's really boring basically, and more so than just like she is given little to do and what it is is boring, is that one of the things I love about these movies is whenever they need to have exposition, two guys just scowl at each other and then one of them says one sentence that explains 20 minutes of plot line and that's it. This movie was non-stop exposition, like actual exposition. All Charlize Theron does is talk about her plans and over-exposit them and 
And that was like, you could have lost 30 minutes of this movie by just shaving all that exposition out mm-hmm. and, and going classic, just like, no, we know why people are here at these movies. We know they mm-hmm. don't care for the scripts the to be is, I don't like, know what the fuck the plot was. No, yeah. I really don't know. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's like not the important part about this at all. So I don't know. It was, that I thought was more frustrating than like most <laughs> of the rest of it. Uh, and the other thing I didn't like was uh, very little practically shot with the stunts. <sighs> There were practical, like, I felt like F. Gary Gray went, like, backwards from the way Justin Lin had worked these movies. Lin had done as much in camera as possible, and then anything that was just, like, physically impossible becomes CGI. This felt like it was, like, we'll do a lot with CGI, because a lot of it is pretty impossible, and then whenever, because it's so impossible... most of it's pretty impossible. Right. <laughs> so whenever something is possible, that will shoot practically, but that was only, like six shots per action scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it just like it didn't have the gravity and the weight of like all of the other movies basically. Uh I saw it with former guest Ryan Silberstein. Yeah. And we were talking about that exact thing afterwards and he was like, Yeah, there was a couple scenes where I was looking and I said, I'm actually watching nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's how it felt. Like I'm yeah. not watching anything. This was just created on a screen for me. Yeah. It, and that was pretty disappointing. But I also I wonder if they had gone the route of trying to do more practically, does that mean we wouldn't have gotten an escalation that actually was exciting enough from, you know, the way the movies progress? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if we've reached, like, a threshold where this is just how it's got to be. Like, there's nothing we could do practically that would be impressive enough at this point. We're going to have to actually go to space. Yeah. That's that's the only way. (laughs) Uh, I'm so sad that Joe Bell couldn't be here tonight because I really (laughs) wanted to pitch our... Fast and Furious sequel, Sons of the Furious. I mean, there's no reason why you can't. That's true. We have this whole idea that, like, now that Vin Diesel has a secret son, uh, mm-hmm. whose name is... And I know there's, like, a big problem. We can talk about this, too. I have a huge problem. We can totally <laughs> talk about that. But think about this. So his the, the baby's name is Brian in the story now, right? Fair. Okay? So that's it, what... That it, is unfair. Here's, but that's no, what it, it makes sense. It, it makes it, sense. It, it does make sense. I hate it. But here, here's why okay. it really makes sense. Because we're going to get to Sons of the Furious, where Dom is going to discover that... He also has another secret baby with Letty that neither of them knew about because she lost her memory. Oh. And his name is oh. Dom Jr. So now we have a Brian and Dom duo again in the sons of Dom. So Dom's sons are Dom and Brian. It's our new Dom and Brian duo. And the whole movie basically becomes, we have this whole thing worked out where it's like one of them is actually with the bad guys at the beginning of the movie and they have to like form a tenuous like uh, 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 alliance together. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, they're like brothers that don't really well, know about Dom's each other. The bad boy at school, right? And Brian's the hall monitor. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He's always harshing on him. Exactly. And, and the oh, idea you look be- like you're about to explode here. No, well, I, 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 I don't want to be a buzzkill, but if she had the baby while she had amnesia, why would she have named it after Dom, who she didn't remember? No, I was thinking that she would have had the baby before she got the amnesia. Didn't tell Dom about it, but then got the amnesia. Never remembers she even had a baby. You know what I'm so they were separated for nine months, presumably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there was a period of nine months when she was pregnant, didn't have amnesia, but also was not in touch with the Dom? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't I, sound like I, a tight family. I you th- guys know that they weren't in two of these movies, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. There's whole parts of their history we don't know about. Yeah, but, but I thought I just, she got amnesia. I don't buy that they're apart. Yeah, but I thought she got amnesia when they, had, when, uh, they crashed her car and faked her death. Yeah. So she's right, been hiding a baby from Dom that whole time. But I thought she was with Dom prior to that for the. Um, yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, maybe. 
I don't want to poke holes. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I mean that could be the story that we tell. I, you know, that could be yeah. the background story. I'm just here trying to explain that these are a soap yeah. opera, and I, anything you oh, want to yeah. do can be done. That's the that's like the nature of them. That's what I love about them so much. I would say that maybe we'd have to see the timing. Maybe she was pregnant, didn't know it, got blown up, yeah. took a baby to term while bad and, and yeah. missing, while they thought she was dead. And then uh, they just, you know, for whatever reason, yeah. maybe maybe they farmed it out of her. They, uh-huh. they just, uh, mm-hmm. these are bad guys. They don't believe yeah. in family. Um, you know, maybe her brain was just so messed up that she didn't know it. So they never named it. Yeah. And then Dom was like, well, this is Brian. This is baby Dom. <laughs> and I'm trying yeah. to patch the hole as yeah. best I can. Could, am I wrong? Does four start with her with amnesia? I think four is the one where she gets it. She gets it. Yeah. Because she's not in three. Right. And so I think four is kind of... Where she, because four was the one where they were like the family's back. Yeah, because there was no family. Oh no, she dies at the end of four. We she think dies she's dead four. by the yeah. end. She's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the right. post credits of yeah. five is when right. we find when she, out when that she, she might back. be back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, that I mean, I just uh, oh, and then the whole thing would build to basically like whoever the villains are uh, are going to blow up the world with a space station they build, uh, and the like. The second act finale would be them trying to get in and stopping it from ever taking off into space, mm-hmm. which they fail at. So then they're all already on it when it goes to space. So now we get to finally have Fast and the Furious in space, where because it's a Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. movie, they get Roman to just blip, 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 so that the gravity that's keeping mm-hmm. everybody inside the space Roman. station... That's what Tej does. Tej, sorry, keeps everybody on the ground. before you met him. He uh, mm-hmm. reverses that gravity so that it's mm-hmm. then a gravity on the exterior of the space station uh, so that you can have car races around the exterior <laughs> of the space station. I'd watch that. Yeah. I would definitely watch that. But Joe and I basically pitched it as it will literally just be a remake of the Death Star Trench Run, but with cars. I'd watch that. Yeah. Could, could I pitch an addendum to yes. that? Oh, um, please do. So let's assume that Brian at some point gets killed off off camera. Yeah. So to explain his um, absence. So what if the villains turn out to be his and Mia's kids who blame Dom's yeah. family for his for the father's oh, death? Hell yeah! I love this. Fits in with Sons of the Furious. <laughs> exactly, because it turns good. out it's sons against yeah, sons, exactly, yeah. brother yeah. against brother. Ooh, sons <laughs> against sons. We I had, love yeah. this. <laughs> this is why I wish Joe was here because we had all these great plot machinations for how The Rock would still be involved and Jason Statham. Like all these guys are like older at this point, but yeah, they yeah, all yeah. are somehow still involved with this. Well, certainly when they're in space, they would get heartfelt letters that yeah. took six months to arrive at the space <laughs> station, and they could have moments where they watch them, you know, interstellar style and, and get teary eyed. It also we definitely pitched the idea that Vin. Diesel would have to throw a car at some point because, oh, like, yeah. in, in the space, eight, it, yeah, because in this one, he's literally tearing a car apart with his bare hands, <laughs> which is one of my favorite things that happens in the movie. Uh, like, that. it's got to get to the point where he can just throw a car, and yeah. if they're in space, oh, yeah. he can throw a car. I mean, The Rock almost throws cars in this movie, yeah. he is beyond yes. human, yes, <laughs> in, it's in crazy. Any of these movies anymore. What does he rip off the wall in his prison cell? Oh, and it's start- a whole bench made of concrete, okay, yeah. Yes. yeah. He also, um yeah, it's yeah, amazing. That, that prison scene was, was the incredible. highlight of the movie. See, that's another <laughs> one where I was bugged by the hypercutting. Yeah, because it, it looked cleaner in the trailers, it, and it—I was just—I knew it was going on, but I, I just could not follow it. Yeah. Like, that shit bothers me. It does. It did not bother me at all. And I, while I enjoyed the action of them getting out of the prison, just the Rock, Jason yeah. Statham, that back uh, and forth chemistry, sexual tension <laughs> between oh, the oh, two yeah. of them. Um, was amazing. Uh-huh. And just the fact that he ripped a bench off the wall and just starts yeah. bench pressing it as a fuck you. <laughs> so good. It was amazing. It's so good. <laughs> I, was, I love how deeply moved you are by this. I was so happy. 
I could watch a movie that's literally the two of them on opposite sides of bulletproof glass just taunting each other and just trying to out-macho one another. And the rocks are just big and aggressive and Statham's are like cheeky and English. And just that back and forth. I could watch that for hours. <laughs> well, you said you wanted to that we were going to get to later the possible oh, yes. spin-off. Yeah, There's going to be you a might get to see that yeah. movie. <laughs> I, the I, thing is I also wondered too like will it carry or are they yeah. just so close together in my mind that it's you know it's it would be the same as just one of them yelling at me for mm-hmm. two hours. <laughs> so when it got to the end of the movie, I, I pulled out my phone to see if there would be an um an end of a post-credit sequence. Mm-hmm. Um because I didn't want to sit around for nothing if there wasn't going to be. And an article I read while I was trying to figure it out said that there was supposed to be a rock Jason Statham post credit sequence, but mm. that Vin Diesel killed it because he thought they implied jealousy mm. that, yeah. that someone else was being the focus. So that makes me wonder if he would allow as the producer that sort of spinoff to occur. I mean, if he wants the money, yeah, he's got to do it. There's only so far. I mean, I keep saying there's only so far we can go with the Fast franchise, but evidently yeah. uh, there's not. We can just keep going. And my assumption is the studio probably owns those characters. He's oh. only a producer on the movie, so mm-hmm. I don't think he could stop it mm-hmm. if they wanted to do mm-hmm. one. You know. Do you think that feud was real or just a wrestling uh, gig? There ne- there's literally no shots in which The Rock yeah. and Vin Diesel are in the same shot. Yeah, mm. I think the few times it happens, it's obviously a Vin Diesel stand-in. They have no interactions short of over a walkie. Mm-hmm. So that either tells me that, yes, it was fabricated because they've never actually had to work together on <laughs> set, or no, it wasn't, and yeah. this was just a method of these guys actually hate each other so bad that someone might get hurt. Mm-hmm. We're good at writing these movies around mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Let's do it again, you know? Mm-hmm. I was, it seems to be the magic. I was watching like the behind the scenes stuff on my uh, my Fast and Furious Blu-ray set that I acquired Whoa. recently. Uh, Smartest move you ever made oh, financially, dude. It actually it is. <laughs> uh, but the the Fast Five Blu-ray has tons of great like behind the scenes stuff. And even in that one, where it's The Rock's first movie, I was noticing and like the, one of the special features was just about the fight that he and Vin Diesel have. You know, there's mm. that big fist fight they have. Is that the one where do they fight each other with wrenches? I That's, think you're uh, thinking of Diesel him in v. Statham. Statham. Okay. Yeah. In seven. Uh, it's like a, uh, in like a warehouse and they're like throwing okay. each other around. And uh, even. Lots of hanging chains. Yeah. yeah. But like, I believe The Rock does just run through a brick wall. Yes. He just bursts through it yeah. with, with force of, of just rage. Practice be- for Rampage later. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you could see in the behind the scenes footage that like. They are never to get like they're that fight is the two of them fighting each other, but it literally looked like the only time they even interacted was when the cameras were rolling. Mm. As soon as they yelled cut, you watched them both turn around, go back to their respective people, and just like discuss with them like what worked or didn't work. It almost seems like from the get go, they just like did not get along. I could definitely see that, you know, I, I they both initially filled the same function yeah you know he filled the vin diesel function from the fast end of the furious yep. in fast mm-hmm. five yep so i could see that being like a career threat but also just like two muscle-bound dudes I, I and know. A, just are surrounded by cars i know and ladies with tiny shorts things might get hairy <laughs> it's just the way things happen i yeah. guess <laughs> i do you guys i actually kind of think one of the best sequences in fate is the opening where they just go back to do an old school street race. Oh yeah, because like they hadn't done. I don't think there really is any of that in seven. 
there's like hardly any just street racing in seven. If I remember correctly, in seven, there's a, it's either in six or seven where they need to race for a bunch of cars. I think they're that's like, six. How do we get these cars? And they're just like, you know what's up. And it's like, that's how we roll. And then it just cuts to them having the cars. I think that's six. We're at the point where we know, like, yeah. Winning a race, that's what they do. Because yeah. in seven, don't they buy cars and yeah. then they humiliate <laughs> that British man? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that, was, that was a great sequence, too. Yeah. That was oh, so that funny. Was, it was so horrible, though. Oh, it was horrible, horrible but he was being a jerk. He was being a jerk, but you, yeah, he's still an old man that oh, you're humiliating. Oh, no, I'm, I'm with you on a, on a personal level, but mm. that's not a movie I want to watch. <laughs> no apologies. <laughs> Embarrass the old man in front of cars. <laughs> Dance for me, pawns. <laughs> Bring me entertainment. Now punch each other. But yeah, the fact that they go to actually just purchasing cars. Yeah. From... Pretty good. That's how they roll. Yeah. But yeah, they so roll I, like this. I really liked that street race sequence, though. I thought that was cool. And it was like perfectly silly, too. Like the way <laughs> the car ignites on fire and he just spins it around so he's going in reverse so that then the fire is blowing away from his face. What I love, too, that he's doing it under the auspice of like, if he wins, his his buddy gets to keep his car. His cousin, yeah. it's a it's family his, his member. Yeah. His family member gets to. Now we find out later that he was gonna he was gonna give him the car. Yes. anyway. or no, it's about respect. Yeah, it's about respect. And all that, but it's like, oh, don't take his car. Let me destroy it for yeah. family. <laughs> Which says about everything about this whole series. Yeah, but yeah, I did love that opening. It was so good, and I did. Yeah, I love that. He's just whole holding thing. a child at yeah. the end of it because everybody in I guess it was Cuba. Was it Cuba? Yeah, Cuba. Everybody yeah. in Cuba loves him because he won this race. That. Yeah. If you're watching that race, you can see the beginning of it yeah. and the end of it. Yeah. Because the rest of it, you're not going to see because that's how that works. That uh, was, I hate that. <laughs> well, I did. Like, when they sent the people off on motorcycles, I was like, well, what? Why? What? And then, I, I, you know, they actually made it clear and it made sense to have someone, people blocking traffic so the race could continue. Right. So I appreciate that they thought of that and then just and just didn't have a clear roadway for them to drag race down the middle of a city. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that detail, even though that meant the guy and tried it was to... ultimately a well-shot sequence. Oh, yeah. That was something where I felt the geography. I uh-huh. could probably mm-hmm. map that out roughly. And when the motorcycles were pulling up, if that was cut slightly differently, that would be yeah. just calamity. Mm-hmm. And so that was actually very tight. And in, in a world where we don't have the luxury where they can show us the track up front, mm-hmm. which you know a straight line yeah. race can do, that was a cool way to do it. Is Dominic Toretto immune to fire? Because yes. the beginning and end of the movie, he both gets a wall of flame and doesn't come out singed in the least. Yeah. Well, he has okay. no hair to singe off. So like He's got the, eyebrows, the and they came out is, just yeah. fine. <laughs> they're, they're drawn on with, with their slicks Sharp. of oil. That he just puts I would on. argue in the logic of this universe, <laughs> in the beginning, he just spins the car around so the fire's going away from him, and that's enough to save him from fire. And this is and what, then it's six months after taking yeah. multiple wrench hits to the skull <laughs> from Jason Statham. Yeah. I think it's safe yeah. to say that, yes, he is immune to fire. <laughs> well, and then at the end, he gets protected by his family, Groot style. Oh, he, yeah. They literally, he gets to repeat his own ending from mm-hmm. another movie he was in, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. except in reverse. Instead of him surrounding every his family to save them, his family surrounds him to save him from fire. Because if an explosion is big enough to destroy a nuclear submarine, it's, it's not big enough to destroy cars. Not to destroy family. Family. <laughs> family defeats all. That's. Uh, I feel like a lot of people seem to have a big problem with the uh, the Jason Statham turn in this as well. That he is now a good guy. Okay, I wrote something down about Please. this. Because Justice there's for Han. Something beautiful. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> Justice for Han, first and foremost, because yes. he is hands down the best yes. character in the best whole character series. in the series. He's the best. Yep. You gotta love him. Yep. Um, sorely missing from this movie, actually. Sorely missing. With, with Paul gone, it's like really unfortunate they killed him off. Han and the thing is though, with with Han is like 
there's a way to bring him back. Totally. There's always. I mean, they blew Michelle Rodriguez yeah. up in four. She was supposed to be dead. Yeah. And then when they showed the flashback, it was like, no, she was near the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was in the car. Yeah, yeah but, you guys you know, don't remember when Vin I have Diesel, the footage. Yeah, you don't remember when Vin Diesel <laughs> turned into the Dexter of skid marks for a movie? <laughs> oh, my God. So, but there's an uh, there's a hidden arc following Owen Shaw that this movie completes. Right. And while it's not enough for me to buy what the Statham's turn. Right. You know what it is? It's well it's not enough to, to in really soap opera buy family, it. I buy it. It is, it yes. is. In six, yes. Owen Shaw's crew is just a photocopy of Dominic Toretto's crew. Yes. Mm-hmm. And very specifically, Shaw says, you know, we're not so different. Uh, we're all the same, but I don't care about family. He's Australian in my other. I don't care about family. <laughs> Dan Ando, we care about one thing, wallabies. Uh, um, he's, he's, <laughs> no, he's, uh, he doesn't care about family. He says a piece gets killed, yeah. we replace it with a new piece. or a well-oiled machine, so yep. therefore they clash. Yep. Because they've killed the same amount yes. of people, let's be honest. They've Hands destroyed down. the same amount of property, they've committed the same amount of crime, but Shaw does not carry, care about family. Right. And ultimately... That's what kills him. That's what makes him a bad guy. Seven is a vengeance quest by Deckard Shaw. Mm-hmm. His whole motivating factor family. is that he gives so much of a fuck about family yep. that he's willing to kill over it. Mm-hmm. Sounds a lot like someone else I know, yep. namely mm-hmm. the entire cast. Yes. <laughs> and so then in eight, we find out with jetpacks that <laughs> Owen Shaw is back. Yes. And on the strength of his brother's family love and his mother's family love, which we got to talk about uh-huh. that cameo. Can't wait. Um, on the strength of all of that, he's willing to come back into action and help the family that he was trying to kill, the name of family. That's a good three-movie arc. I, I like it. it. Yeah. yeah, and That's I, good shit. The, and it doesn't happen unless we forgive Statham. Yeah. And and I feel like... The, uh, like who, the, who, mind you, did beat an entire hospital of people yes. to death. Yes. So, you know, just saying. And then burn it down on his way out, even burn though his down, brother yeah. still needed to be in there to... It needed to be cared yeah, for, you know. but yeah. he just left two nurses alive yeah. under the threat that he would also beat them to death <laughs> if they let his brother die uh-huh. with no equipment. Uh-huh. But he's fine now. Yeah. That, that's why I buy it, though. It's just this, the, the whole soap opera mm-hmm. of this series is all about family mm-hmm. and what are you willing to do for your family or do you cross your family? And Statham just happens to be a character that started on the cross to the family side of it mm-hmm. and then does something to earn their respect and become part of the family. That's how this whole series works. Like I, 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 it's crazy to me that people have a problem with that because it's like well, the parallel, that's how this has always worked. He says that to the the guy that he races yeah. against, where he's like, "I don't need your car, right? You know, I, I, uh, what did he say? Like, I taught you a lesson. Or you're, I, you're in my respect. Something about respect, respect, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so then that guy, of course, comes back, comes back later. I forget in what capacity <laughs> yeah. to do he's something. He's part of that montage with the where they he reveal the what van. happened with, uh, oh, yes, with the mother. Yes, yeah. he hid yeah. him from the when yeah. he met up with uh, yeah. Dame Helen Mirren. Yep. Who does the craziest Cockney accent, and it's oh. amazing. I would be 100% on board for a full Shaw family spinoff. Yes. <laughs> Yo, I would watch the shit out of that. Right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, it would be cool. Okay, so, like, if they're going to do a Statham Rock movie, it would be neat to do, like, a like a Shaw crime family movie, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what they clearly are, like a crime family. Right, and, and Jason Statham is the black sheep by having been in the army and right. actually being a good guy. Yeah, and that was the other thing, is the movie goes out of its way to introduce this concept to basically remind you that, mm-hmm. hey, you have watched seven movies of, yes, a family that we all know and love, but a family that has recklessly murdered people. Just like Shaw. Like, they go out of their way to be like, he's not different than these characters. Here's his history. He's a hero that ends up doing lots of bad things to be a hero. Mm. That's our whole cast. (laughs) That's what they do. 
This is a, a small moment and it, it's kind of an off tangent, but one of my favorite moments in the movie is when they get to, I don't know, whatever black site, uh, um, Kurt. Russell. Has them in. Mr. Nobody. Exactly. Um, and the poor little Eastwood boy has them all <laughs> in uh, handcuffs. And then they bring Statham in. And he's not only not in handcuffs, they've, have, they've given him time to shower and change into a really well-fitting suit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> That's really funny. He was just like, you're not putting me in handcuffs. I want a suit. Like, All right. He's going to beat us with wrenches to death if we don't do it. I might really be funny. Kurt Russell, but I am in my 60s. Yeah. Boy, he, he came out of this pretty good. I, I really like Russell in this. Yeah. He's always just like... This is, not a, this is not a far cry from what he's always done. No, I know, when yeah. If you look at Tango and Cash, yep. if you look at uh, really anything, Big Trouble in Big Little Trouble, China, yeah, yeah. He is oh. so good at being a little bit goofy, a little yeah. bit of a punchline. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I love about Death Proof is that he is made not just to lose at the end, but to look ridiculous. Yeah. To be, he could have been a badass villain, but he is ultimately, uh, what's the word, klutzy. Yeah. Uh, and they make him look, they emasculate him in front of everybody. Totally. Very few action heroes will do that. Yeah. And so he has this tone about him that just really works for a Mr. Nobody. Totally. <laughs> Oh, I was, I was just going to say, what a great late career renaissance for oh, him. Yeah, from starting with Death Proof, uh -huh. Bone Tomahawk. Uh -huh. um, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight, which even though I didn't enjoy the movie, I thought his performance was great. Music yeah. time's over. <laughs> yeah. Smashes the guitar. Yeah. First half of the movie was great. Second half, of the, anyway, this is not a uh, this is not a time to bring <laughs> so up. So they my, gave an intermission. <laughs> my strong opinions about Hateful Eight, but like he's and I'm I'm like I've read a mixed review of, of Guardians of the Galaxy too, but I'm like I'm fully on board because he's in it. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see him in yeah. it. And that's the thing too. I think his character in that, at least from what I've been told to understand about who he might be playing, which is broad, mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. that he plays kind of a dope. Mm -hmm. Like where he thinks he's this swashbuckling mm -hmm. hunk and he's also like, he might trip and fall. You know, he's, <laughs> he's just kind of an idiot. I love that. Yeah, mm -hmm. love he's, that. And he's just perfect at that. We, we should talk about Little Nobody because he's probably the weakest link in the movie. Well, he's going to mm -hmm. be New Brian. I know, and I, I don't I don't like... I feel like, like I don't know, they have, over the course of this series, kind of introduced us New Brian's almost constantly, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. There's already somebody in this... You could choose any one of these cast members and just make mm -hmm. him New Brian, and that would be better than introducing somebody new. Mm -hmm. He's just especially somebody name, too. So they yeah. Because that's what happened with, somebody with not the compelling. three, was everyone was too old. Yeah. So they just decided to do a side story. Right. And then turned out, like, people, you know, it, it became like a Dark Horse favorite. Yeah. But people wanted the family, you know, they yeah. didn't care about mm -hmm. the age. And Vin Diesel's, what, 50 now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Still yeah. just rocking and rolling. Yep. I, I think it was just a chance to just plant some young blood I in know. there. Yeah. But he's so bland. Yeah. He's so bland. He was like but the wrong choice. So for was it. Paul Walker early in That's his true. career. Yeah. And I grew to love him. Like, yeah, me too. Really love him and, yeah. and find him to be tremendously talented. But. He was also that, and the dude, say what you will about him, he does have Eastwood blood in him. Yeah. It it could work out. <laughs> it's, I've never been proven to believe that, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like that role, you there was a lot that could have been done with it because he was he kind of failed at everything he did, yeah. and, but still like ingratiated himself with them eventually. But I feel like he... I don't know if commit is the right word, but I feel like a, a, a stronger actor could have done more with that role and it felt like come he to just... the surface more exactly. he felt so background mm -hmm. yeah you like every time he was on screen there's like oh right he's in this movie mm -hmm. yeah. that, that, that scene where they harpoon the cars yeah yeah um and it, like and they it almost felt like they just kept trying to sideline eastwood to get him out of the way remember the, the uh scaffolding falls on him so he's trapped oh, yeah. under a car it's like oh, yeah so we can get to everybody else but here's why he's not involved in this yeah yeah that's true yeah, yeah. 
Like, I mean, he, I would want to do it because he really is just not compelling. Yeah, if, he, if he's going to be the lovable fuck up, make him the lovable fuck up. Yeah. And make him lovable. But this just felt like if he's going to be the villain, the contrarian who's also working against them in the CIA or do, doesn't understand what the family is, make him that guy. And it just felt like he was just there and not really anything one way or the other. Mm. Well, we've, well, we've run out of like the, the tropey archetypes, so, like mm. how to function them. Right. Um, you saw it in six too, when they mm. tried to pair up Ludacris and the rock yeah. because mm. we were tired of Ludacris and, uh, and Tyrese. Mm. And I, I still love the Ludacris and Tyrese, but even that is like distant. Now they have their little love triangle. Yeah. I cannot think of that character's name or that actress's Which name. That's kind of the point of the whole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, fitting that i don't remember her name which is a shame um because well, she's barely in seven and then they really i thought they were going to make her like much more like part of the family mm-hmm. in this one and she's, she's kind of being ignored she's, like, planted into the yeah family. yeah, yeah. well because they're running out of what do you do you right know? like yeah what do you do with this character and so now that we have the buddy cops of of the rock and jason statham since we no longer have like where do we put him in the lovable fuck up that's tyrese already right yeah and i don't want to take it away from him yet but well, uh, you know, but like he, there's there's no tropes for him to do, so he just has to be bland. Well, that's my question though. Like, what what function does Tyrese actually perform? Because if you go back to uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, his backstory is that he's Paul Walker's childhood friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if anybody, he should be the most upset about. Um, well, Brian. Brian's not dead, but he's you know, like, dead, but yeah. like he's not the one who's constantly, t- you know, about Brian. Dom is, but they mm-hmm. have the, a much longer relationship, and it. Tyrese doesn't seem to do anything but fuck up. Oh yeah, he's not yeah. good on the plans. Yeah. Yeah. He never does the good thing. So why, like, other than the fact that he's family, like, it, it just it would be nice to see him succeed at something other than, as is pointed out in the movie, yelling. Yeah. <laughs> he, well, in this one, he he does succeed at something, but only after fucking up. Yeah. He has that incredibly badass moment where he's knocking dudes off snowmobiles yeah. with a car door so and awesome. dodging bullets, but it's only because he fell out of a fucking car. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That car goes underwater. Yeah. And you uh-huh. see water filling up the car, uh-huh. and he is bone dry when they uh-huh. pull him out. That's just and how somehow these work. not frozen. Yes. <laughs> like, oh no. Well, because they were being pulled so fast. Yeah. <laughs> so furious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because wind certainly doesn't make things feel colder. No. no, not at all. It dries things immediately. Arctic air is very hot. A lot of people don't know. That. Have you ever been there? You don't know. <laughs> it's very warm. It's uh, <laughs> it's called climate change, people. <laughs> this is what's happening. It's fueling Fast and Furious. It it drove me insane that they knew they were going it to drove you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, they knew they were going to Siberia, wherever this Russian site is, yeah. and Tyrese and Ludacris. Uh, Managed to get winter gear, and Letty only wears a leather jacket, <laughs> no gloves, no hat. It's because she's filled with fire. Yeah. She's she's sassy. She's angry. She'll is that fight a racial people. stereotype, Dan? No, no. It's it's her character. <laughs> Letty is meant to be explosive and fiery, as injected into her by the explosion that almost. You know, but she's fire. I mean, she uh, she threw down with Ronda Rousey in the last one, yeah. and they just got pissy at one another. It was awesome. Yeah, she's fiery. And yes, it is fueled a little bit by my perspective, <laughs> perspective on uh, Hispanic people. <laughs> so you're right. No. Well, okay. So you were saying that he did succeed in that one thing. I, you you were saying that it's when he was hitting people with the car doors and blocking the guys off the snowmobiles. Mm-hmm. He also managed to eventually pull the chip in the submarine. Right. He oh, found yeah. that eventually. And my favorite scene from that, and then it's a Russian submarine. Everything's in Russian. And uh, there's a scene where the camera pans around and in English, really big behind him, it says no smoking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's great. Uh, I, just to return a little Eastwood real quick, the one thing that like really disappointed me about him more than anything was just 
they actually gave him some decent dialogue between him and Kurt Russell. Yes. Mm-hmm. Him and Kurt Russell actually had some written, really nice, like, kind of back and forth stuff no that he had nothing to give like he just gave it nothing at all and it fell so flat and I like I almost felt bad for like him it was like they actually kind of wrote you a cool role here like you oh, get yeah. to play off of you have a chance to play with Kurt Russell yeah, to yeah. like riff with him and instead he's just outclassed yeah, by him. and that's where the like the lovable scamp fuck up mm-hmm. would have come in beautifully yeah, yeah perfect because who doesn't want Kurt Russell as a dad we would yes, watch that yes. and, and become the surrogate which is what you need to bring 100%. a character to life yeah it feels like he was written to be this pompous character goes in thinks he knows everything and then he's taught a lesson by everybody mm-hmm. but you don't really get but also comes through in the end exactly because one plan does work but you don't get that like that conceit, that pompousness from him, he just, like, like, a little bit, but it felt really under, to me, really underplayed. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It felt like when it's your first day on the job, so you just kind of keep to yourself yeah. and hope people will tell you what to do. He felt like that, but it was like, he if no he's swagger. the young up and coming, no swagger. Yeah, yes, that's precisely. it. And if everyone else in the movies, their swagger is all the way <laughs> turned insane. up. Yeah. So, you, like, you, you've got to... I'd say their swagger's on fleek. <laughs> yeah. They're all defined by their swagger. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's this whole series. That's yeah. the problem you know. when your dad is Clint Eastwood is that when he when he uh, conceived Scott, he just he like pinched his dick and held on to all of the swagger <laughs> and said, "Sorry, I'm keeping it. I'm going to live to be 300." Yeah. So you go, you go do your thing. <laughs> what poor woman? <laughs> what is this? I'm just actually imagining. No, never mind. <laughs> what poor woman had to <laughs> father a child, father mother if, a child? If that was with... physically happening, like oh, the, yeah. that that actual. Conception. This is science, Emily. This sense. is how that works. <laughs> this, is, this is how people make babies. I don't know where the disconnect is. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Garrett shared his thoughts on Charlie's Theron. I wanted to hear what you thought of her. Yeah, what is there to think? They, they gave her nothing to do. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame because she is tremendous. Yeah. And they could have done so much. Mm-hmm. And all she did was, like you said, was exposit. She mm-hmm. said, well, do, do you remember the last movie mm-hmm. when you thought this was the bad guy? Actually, me. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like Yell that. at a hacker. <laughs> and then the hacker's like, I got to reroute the encryption. Oh, yeah. She's like, reroute them faster. But I'm hacking into the mainframe. <laughs> That's literally all she did. Yeah. And it sucks because she is one of the best performers working today. Yeah. It was, there, was, there was nothing for her to do. And she could have torn that role to shreds if there was a role to tear. Yeah. Yeah. And that they had, she should have been involved in the action. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like there's she's n- capable of it. Yeah, yeah. there's so doing no a reason. Times. And I, I'm assuming, you know, obviously they're trying to. I think they've been talking about this being a trilogy that it will be the trilogy that ends the Fast and the Furious series in its current iteration or whatever. She escapes at the end, so like I'm assuming they did all this with it in mind that like we're gonna have her in at least one more, if not two more movies. Like let's mm. build to, you know what I mean? Like mm. I'm assuming that was done with like this sort of thought that like well. If we give her the big action stuff to do now, how do we escalate that? Like maybe that's a fun reveal later, but it does not make this movie work. Oh yeah, you it's know an what I mean? Explanation, but it's hardly an excuse. Yeah, yeah. It, it it just doesn't work for this movie. Um, yeah, I did think her playing. What's the guy's was name hilarious. from Game of Thrones? Because that's another duo oh, yeah. that would have been so much so fun wasted. Yeah, to have him be her little angry lackey and her being this like real badass. But mm-hmm. she was. I wish I knew that guy's name. I don't. He is really good. I love him in um, uh, Force Majeure. Yeah, Force Majeure. He's really, really good in that. Mm-hmm. And he just—they just didn't give him anything to do. No. They, you know, what do you think? Um, I, I felt the same. I feel like everyone else had a certain level of. I think perhaps camp is not the right word, but yeah, yeah. Um, she felt like she was in a different movie from everyone else. Uh-huh. Um, and I, 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 it really seems like they're going to bring her back. And if they do, I hope they give her a different wig. That, was <laughs> <laughs> that it, uh, it was horrible. I 
just made me mad. What's crazy <laughs> is I never noticed those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And I just, I'd never notice if a character's wearing a wig. Jenna points them out to me all the time. She's like, that hair piece is awful. And I'm like, no way. Yeah, I know. That's definitely Bruce Willis's real hair. <laughs> like, and I'd never see it. And now I want to watch it and see that. Well, she definitely did not grow four foot dreadlocks in the yeah, time that's, for the shooting. That's yeah. very true. That's very true. Or tiny braids. I don't care. I don't know which it was, but it, they just looked terrible. Well, it was hacker hair. Because she's <laughs> hacker hair. Was a, yeah, nobody noticed this. She was on rollerblades the whole time. That's what <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. Too. She was. <laughs> There was one big flaw in her plan that I know... Ha- I was very tired when I saw this movie. Yeah. I was having a very bad couple of days. So that also could have affected my perception of it. But uh, I'm saying that as a caveat to this. There was a big hole in her plan that was one of those, like... I don't get why she did it, but because action sequence is good enough for me. Yeah. But I know these movies are smart enough <laughs> to, to at least call attention to like that kind of a hole. Yeah. And what it is is... She's trying to stop a car. Yeah. So she hacks every car in the city to crash into that car. Did they explain why she didn't just hack the one car that she needed to control? Well, I so I is think there a reason? I think the concept is she it's not like she can hack any car. She mm. can only hack just every car but that one. <laughs> right. I, the, well, I, the, the, the command she gives is uh every car that has she either said some kind of chip or some kind of yeah. command. Mm-hmm. So they 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 tried to write it out. Uh, yes, they, yeah, they, yeah. 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 Well, it's um, like in 5 when she says all of the crooked cops are on right. your tail. It's like you don't know that they're crooked, yeah. mm-hmm. but that tells us it's okay if they all die horrifically. Mm-hmm. And the car and she's so trying this, to get is Dom, right? I figured there was some ex- explanation. What was that? Is the car she's trying to get Dom? No, because Dom's the one that right, cut, he cuts escape. into it. Yeah. Right. Is it the limousine that the Russians are in? That yes. She's, like, so she's is trying that to box an unhackable car? Perhaps. Well, yeah, the, the, what I was going to say is cars have only truly had computers in them like that for like maybe five, ten years. So depending on the age of the car, it, it wouldn't but have But like had a high-ranking you know, uh, government you, official you're not would wrong. have that car. Yeah, you're but not wrong. Because action sequence yeah. works. Um, the only other explanation I could think of was that she knew that the family would be on her tail. Yeah. And so she needed to just have more and, you know. Yeah. I'll give that enough because cars as I'll yeah. give the fact that they use cars for any task when none of them oh. would ever require cars. Maybe, well, maybe here's, uh, again, this is us coming up with an explanation for it, but you pointed out like a high-ranking official wouldn't, maybe a high-ranking official would have like a oh, team that's, no, that's smart enough to know like people hack this shit now. Yeah, we yeah, can't yeah. have it in our cars with that he's going to be in. Maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, there are two things I want to add based on that. Uh, one is when I was, during that scene, you saw cars busting out of a, a showroom yeah, which I didn't know we're in the middle of Manhattan. <laughs> um, but like you saw like different cars and they're like the make makes and models. It really felt like an advertisement for them. But then it's like, why would they license some? Uh, why would the the car brands license it when it's showing a like that the cars can be hacked? That seems right. like a terrible oh, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. to yeah. Um, that's like true. in Gran Turismo, mm-hmm. they don't show crash damage because they use real cars. Mm-hmm. And apparently the car companies had a big issue mm-hmm. with that because they were like, we, we need it to crash mm-hmm. accurately if it's going to crash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It needs to be suggested safe. Like we mm-hmm. need, And so ultimately the game just decided no crash damage. Yeah. Just let it be the thing, you know? Crazy. Yeah. Well, the other thing... I would, You'd think they would be weirded out of it. Yeah, that, that, that mm-hmm. seemed weird actually now that you're bringing it up. Yeah, it just it seemed like an odd advertisement for your car yeah. stamp. But the other thing, while you guys were talking about Charlize Theron, that um, how bland her sort of reasoning and storyline is, is that she gets to the point where she's talking about how the reason she's doing all this is because she wants governments to have accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they let her live at the end. I'm wondering if uh, it occurred to me while we were talking that maybe they're planning some sort of heel-face turn for her like they did for Statham, that mm. it's, her reasoning behind it is benevolent. 
Right. I mean, that's yeah. the pattern. Yeah. yeah. You're first the bad guy, then the good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really thought Helen Mirren was going to be an evil bad guy. Right. Because I was hoping she would throw down against the rock. Yeah. And it would mm-hmm. be an incredible fight sequence. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's also part of why I think the Statham turn works is mm-hmm. because, like, Dom ends up needing to go to Statham's mother mm-hmm. for help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. he, ba- and again, it's all family, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Like, he has to go, he has to contact another mm-hmm. family to, and agrees to help them to get help mm-hmm. for himself. That to me is like in the context of this soap opera all about family. It's like, well, now we've brought each other into our own mm-hmm. folds. You know, mm-hmm. this this tenuous sort of relationship we've had to set up mm-hmm. sort of erases. And what was past the explanation? Though? Like, didn't Statham? Didn't they? I was very tired. Did they not address? He said something with the Rock where it was like, oh, I was actually kind of put under the same spell like Vin Diesel is. Like he had some kind of thing like. I'm a celebrated army person, yeah. and then I had to do this. Yeah. I forget what the explanation was. I don't remember exactly. I remember it not being supremely valid, but it was enough for me. Yeah. Um, they, if I remember correctly, The Rock comes in bringing basically a letter of commendation, reading mm-hmm. uh, Deckard's history. Um, and he asks him, how does a man like that end up in prison? And uh, Statham's response is the same way Luke, ha- like, uh, you ended up in prison. So he's drawing mm. a comparison. So perhaps implying that he was also framed or was doing it for valid reasons. Mm. Yeah. So they're re- drawing a really strong parallel between the two of them. Yeah. Which ends up drawing a parallel between him and Dom. Mm-hmm. Like all those dominoes kind of knock down the same All those what? Dominoes? Dominoes? Dominics? Dominoes? Dominic Toretto's? Dominoes? I got to talk about it. The baby. I have a big problem with it. Yeah. They should have just named it Paul. Yeah, no. I get why they didn't. Yeah, I get why they didn't because you know it. I it just makes sense. Yeah, but it also doesn't make sense because all it did for me when he was like, we named it Brian, and everyone was like, yay! I was like, Brian should be at this barbecue. Yeah, mm. he totally should be there. And they put him in the last movie uh, without using Paul Walker. They could they could have him there yeah, if yeah. they wanted to take one less car out of the New York scene mm. and yeah. paint a Paul Walker in for <laughs> us, show him from the back, use his brother again. I don't care. Yeah, or just call the baby Paul. At what point is it? Not okay. Just go meta. Just yeah. do it. Yeah, we had jetpacks. Go meta. But the name Paul doesn't mean anything to those people in the movie. But like, the name Brian does. It's his brother-in-law. But the follow-up would be like, "I named him Paul," and everyone in the crowd goes, "Yeah," because we cheered for when he said yeah. Brian. The theater went. Bananas. Oh, yeah, mine too. But we'd all cheer, and then while we're cheering, functionally, the people in the movie would be like, "Man, I'll tell you what. I never met a Paul I didn't like. That's a good name." You know, yeah. Oh, I had an uncle named Paul, and just reminiscing on how good of you know. Paul's are yeah, it's cheesy, but the Rock threw a torpedo. You know, it's it's, it's okay by me. But the it it, it would have felt too fan servicey to me. Fair enough, and and that's mm. the thing is I I do get why they ultimately went mm. with Brian, but in that moment to me I was just like oh yeah, where the fuck is Brian? <laughs> the yeah. action's over. He should be at this barbecue. Well, I think they tried to sell that up in the last movie that Brian really wanted now with the second child with Mia, yeah, who yeah. has had nothing to do for <laughs> since five. Yeah, um, uh, it. Like he wanted to get out of life for his children. That was his mm. way of preserving his family was to no longer participate. Mm. Um, that makes, had, no, that and yeah. that that is truly the explanation. But right. it also just, I was just sitting there like, just call it Paul. <laughs> you you blew up everything. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I'm not gonna go fake. No, I know, and I and I do know what you're saying. And I even you know in the context where seven ends with a montage of Paul and then him literally. A fake him <laughs> waving goodbye, and then and then a, a a very direct metaphor of him going off on his own exit in a mm-hmm. white cart. Like in a world where we've already had that in these movies, I don't think it breaks the reality of these movies to name that kid Paul. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't. Exactly. I, I think that would be fine. 
Uh, it would not make sense to the characters in the right. movie, but I think having that cheesy thing while we all applaud yeah. over it anyway would it would have been amazing. I think it make would make sense in these movies, but I don't hate that they named that kid Brian. Oh, no. I, you know, it was going to be one or the other. Yeah. there was oh, yeah. no. It, the only way it would have been better if he was like, "I'd like you to meet my son, Car." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yes, they they get yeah. it. <laughs> okay, what was the timeline of the baby? Because she specifically said, "I was going to tell you when you and Letty got back from your honeymoon." But how long had, like, that baby was? Oh, that was, that was, a, not, that was an not a new baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, how their honeymoon been... was when they were in Cuba at the beginning. That's yeah. where right. their honeymoon was. So he was with her. They don't get uh, married till seven, right? Well, Vin Diesel and and I don't Do know the character's name. Ever? There's like a weird flashback, right? In seven, they get married. I actually have a thing about that later yeah. when we okay. do our lists. Um, the uh, the I just call her the cop because I don't remember her name either. Uh, it's something with an E. Elena. 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 Okay. Yeah. So. Although, okay. Go ahead. Oh no. Well, uh, Dom and Elena they meet in five because she was yep. the Rock's partner. Yeah. Right. And so presumably by six we could say that she may have been pregnant. Right. Um, and I guess she would have to have been at least some point could have been you know mm-hmm. conceived during five, mm-hmm. and then might have been we could say arguably two months along when she says listen. You're with Letty. I get it. Right. She's back. She's got her memory back. No, she back. says she found out after, right after they uh, found out Letty was still alive. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, I was trying to, like, I feel like that baby. Well, they only found out she was alive in six. Right. So it's still pretty tight. Yeah. We still got a whole other movie that happened in there. Yeah. But then she was going to tell him after the honeymoon. So how old was that baby when they got married and went on the honeymoon? Like, why are you? Basically, she had to conceive. And whether she knew it or not, like the second they met, yeah. <laughs> you know, it had to be yeah. within days, yeah. Yeah. which, you know, seems the, to be par for the course in these movies. Yeah, because yeah, at the beginning of Seven, they've been chilling for a while, right? There's always the yeah, like, yeah. relax, then they get called back together. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, they're relaxing on an island again. I just felt like she had some opportunities to tell them about that baby. Oh, certainly, yeah. certainly. Maybe she just didn't. She was like, ah, they're throwing wrenches at each other. <laughs> yeah. I got to leave this baby that I refuse to name until they t- till I tell them out of it. That <laughs> drove me insane. Well, like, that was so they could have the Brian moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, obviously. <laughs> totally. Like, as soon as she said that, it's like, okay, it's either going to be named Paul or Brian. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I said, I'm wondering about that for the rest of the movie. But she chose not to name her own baby. Yeah. So She's that just someone else who buddy. she might not, might not ever see again would have the opportunity to do it later. Yeah. You got it for us. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. Um, she's uh, like, "Oh, hey, you, hey, uh, you're so cute, uh, Chief. Yeah. How are you?" Well, she gives him a middle name. Yeah, but, yeah. But so she gives him a first name later. It's like, if you've given a middle name and no first name, you've given him a first name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fourteenth floor, you know it. It's the thirteenth floor. Yeah. She literally says, "She goes, well, I call him Marcos." It's like, well, then that's his name. Yeah, yeah. if that's what you've been, he's two now. If that's what you've been calling him, that's his name. He knows he's Marcos. Yeah, in Can some I- baby way, he knows it. Yeah. When they do that reveal of her in the room, the light is right above her head, so you can't see her face very clearly. Mm. Um, and for just a second, I didn't remember her, but not to bring it back to how did this get made again, <laughs> they're all, they're, uh, in their fast uh, movie reviews are always um, volunteering to be uh, to do cameos, to, yes, to do to write the next one. Exactly. And for like a quarter of a second, I thought, is that June Diane Rubio? <laughs> How amazing the- would that, would that be have been? amazing. <laughs> and if she's just like, hey, what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> hey, she also just had a baby. That's true. That's true. But then they'd have to they'd have to somehow retcon her into the other movies. They show a scene where like Vin Diesel like punches a guy behind mm-hmm. a wall, then walks around a corner and just silently impregnates yeah. June Diane Rayfield, and the movie continues. 
Well, that's uh, this and, is, and nobody wants that scene. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is just uh, more how did this get made trivia. But one of my favorite things that they did recently was uh, they read out loud, like they did. You know, they do those script readings in mm. LA all the time. <gasps> Fast Nine. Yeah, they <laughs> someone I forget who someone else wrote a spec script for. Fast Nine, the master race, <laughs> yeah. where they travel back in time to race Hitler. Would totally... They, would and they totally did like a live it, yeah. reading of it as all the characters, which I, lo- I would love to uh, get my hands on that somehow. Well, my spinoff movie I want to make is called The Past and the Previous. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what it is, it's like a pup named Scooby-Doo or the Flintstones kids. Yeah. Was that what they were Muppet called? Babies. The Flintstones kids, Muppet mm-hmm. Babies. And, you know, uh, any of those. Yeah. But it would be... You know, all of them as kids riding power wheels and all that. They yeah. have a family. It, it, they'd always have to go home for dinner for mom. And then on commercial breaks, it would be a live action segment with The Rock that would like teach you a life lesson <laughs> yeah, or yeah. like a craft or something. I, I want to make this so bad. It wouldn't be like Nanny where he's just walking through from the knee down and you just see giant calves. In the movie, in the movie they could. But like <laughs> the same way like in uh, the Back That's to the really Future good. series, Doc was in it. But also on commercial breaks, Christopher yes. Lloyd would tell you. How, I remember the one craft they taught was how to make an ice cream cone, and he made it out of paper. It was very. <laughs> so, how do you have your very own ice cream cone? I'm like, that's paper. <laughs> you folded paper. I know you're a mad scientist, but come on. But yeah, The Rock would do stuff, you know, he, yeah. like old Mr. T, drink your milk, you know, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Probably not the best advice, but <laughs> it's, it is. Yeah. I like that idea. We, uh, the past and the previous. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. I like Fast Times at Furious High. Ooh. New nice. Yeah. That could be like the between one. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That would be like the coming of age high school drama. I like it. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, I'd like to see the Shaw family setting up their criminal empire in 70s uh, England. Oh, that would be, be amazing. So good. You'd have to get some little like some little scamp mm-hmm. to be uh, young Jason Statham, uh-huh. mm-hmm. which would be an ideal role for, for an up-and-coming actor. Yeah. That, is, that is so fun. I loved Helen Mirren's Cockney accent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was so delightful. She's just the yeah. best. She's one of those people Dominic like Christopher Toretto. Walken that is just, I'll do anything because this is my hobby. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It shows. She's incredible. Yeah. She, and she was like clearly having so much fun mm-hmm. doing well, it. Well, she too. campaigned to be in it. Yeah, yeah. That was her big thing was I want to be in one of these movies. And they were like, yeah, fuck yeah. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. definitely. And they gave her you could be in the rest of them. I really hope you want to play Paul Walker, you're in. <laughs> she, she like she gave an interview. She was like, I would love to be in those. And then they were like, all right. And they cast her. <laughs> and then she literally gave an interview like a few weeks after she got cast and was like, it was boring. They didn't let me drive. <laughs> so like, she really actually wants to be in the cars. I really hope they include her in a future installment where she actually gets to drive. That would be amazing. Just her just... Oh, it would be great, too, because she'd be driving and they'd do like, the close-up on her foot punching the yeah. gas. I want to see that. <laughs> oh, so awesome. good. So good. Uh, what else? Is there anything else that we need to hash out about here. this movie? Let's see if I got anything here. I really wish that scene where uh, Char- uh, Charlize Theron had the baby in a sling felt more threatening, but it just felt a little oh, silly yeah. when she had him in the um, the full body carrier. Yeah. It just re- like that should have been scary that you were afraid she was going to shoot the baby, mm-hmm. right. and it just it that scene held no weight. Yeah, like you, no, I, I like she could have been so much so. So much campier, so sc- much scarier. And she's so capable of doing that. Yeah. Like, she's definitely an actress who would get it. Mm-hmm. Like, would because that was the big thing when The Rock came in in five. Mm-hmm. They changed the tone, but it was like, oh, this is the guy that gets it. He's mm-hmm. the anchor of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, you could look at one trailer of Atomic Blonde and know that she's capable of being that mm-hmm. villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see that so bad. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's going to be so cool. 
I, but I think you're right, Emily. I, like, I didn't really think of it that way until you said it, but I think it is like a lack of camp on her part. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's partially because they just didn't give her a role that like had that even written into it. She had mm-hmm. no scenery to chew. She yeah. was literally on the plane yeah. almost the entire movie. Mm-hmm. I, and I wish she would have chewed that scenery. I fucking yeah. loved that dopey-ass satellite on the top of that plane that was spinning around the whole oh, time, yeah. that weird disc thing that was yeah. just on top of it. That I think we were supposed to assume is how she was cloaking herself. They brought jetpacks yeah. into it. Like, you have jetpacks, you have Charlize Theron, and you, you used neither of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, That's simple math. Yeah. That scene where she and Dom break into the black site that Mr. Yeah. Nobody has them mm. in and she kisses him, like that could have been so much more campy oh, and villainous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a seconds before, The Rock literally caught a grenade and then threw it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the level the scene is supposed to be at. Yes. Yeah. And that kiss didn't even feel scary. It just felt like it felt like a high school girl flaunting the fact that she'd stolen someone's boyfriend. Oh, yeah, it yeah. didn't yeah. feel like a, a mega villain. No. Mm. Yeah. And, and also, th- that would have been strengthened, too, if we didn't already know what Vin Diesel was up to. That was, like, a useless, like, that felt like something that was only... In that was the, there for the trailer. The trailer, yeah. so that we didn't know what was happening when we sat down for the movie. Because in the context of the movie, that's a pretty useless, like, it doesn't even make sense, really. Yeah, well, why does she need to antagonize Letty? What is the yeah. point of that? Uh, when when you guys saw the trailer before you saw the movie, and you saw that it was Dom going bad, did you assume blackmail? Because that's the... Oh yeah, that's that's immediately where I went. Yeah, exactly. But I also mm-hmm. just I would have loved to not know what the blackmail was, right? And they just right away. I think they gave mm-hmm. us like thirty minutes mm-hmm. where she showed him the iPad, right. and then later he was they you know showed, uh. that was her best scene where she's in the car and you see a turn. Oh yeah, that, that was awesome. That turn yeah. could have been bigger too. Yeah. Um, but like because you you know when Vin Diesel's your acting partner, she's obviously coming out stronger in that. But it like it was creepy in a way that she didn't match the, for the rest of the movie. I agree. Yeah. She also had only too much bronzer. For <laughs> <laughs> well, they also had to line her up against Vin Diesel, yeah. who, is, who is just like perfectly just any race you need him to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's perfectly toned that way. I don't, I don't know what his heritage is. Did you ever see... Uh, um, Vin Diesel made a short film about yes. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That, and that's actually really good, too. Yeah. And it shows that he knows his way around a script. That's what got him the role in um, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, a yeah. short film he made. He, he spent like three grand of his own money and just made a short film about how difficult it was for him to get cast. Oh, interesting. He, you know, it was the audition process and that just as a guy who is like racially have, ambiguous. Exactly. That's yeah. the term, racially ambiguous. It's a cool little movie. Yeah. And he's great in it. Yeah. And now he's just a, he's just beef. <laughs> he's just beef. Yeah. So he goes from audition to audition and depending on what the, um, the role is coded as, mm-hmm. he, uh, you know, he plays that up. So in one, he's super Italian and yeah. very Queens accent. And then another one, he's playing um, uh, a character who's coded as black. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, I think it's all on YouTube. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. That sounds fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Spielberg saw it and was just like, this guy's good. Yeah. This so, Mark Vincent <laughs> kid is good. <laughs> but the name, we got to do something yeah. about that name. Yeah. Dude. I really like loved him in this movie. Actually, I I don't know what it was about this one in particular, but I thought he was just awesome in this movie. He's he's he lives in it now. Yeah, I mean, it is he, his DNA. Yeah, he just and was, like you said, as much of a dick as he might be to work with, presumably. Like, mm-hmm. it's a, it's like, do you ever listen to the Marin interview with Mike Myers? Oh yeah, and Mike Myers is known for being impossible to work with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and he said in the Marin interview, like, my name's on it. My name is on this product. So yeah, I'm going to fight tooth and nail to make it the way I want to because at the end of the day I have to answer for it. Yep. You know, I am the face of it. So, you know, if this movie sucks, I suck. Yeah. So I'm going to fight for it and if it means being a dick, now, yeah. you know, there's arguments about whether that's right or not, but it makes sense. Totally. 
I could see Vin Diesel being there because he is this movie. I know. And like, it is him. I'm not even trying to defend him being a dick as much as just like, whatever the fuck mm-hmm. is going on it's behind working. the scenes mm-hmm. of these movies yeah. is working like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. Like, if he needs to be a madman that everybody mm-hmm. has to fight against to get their movie made, it's working. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how, to, and like, I really liked him in this. He yeah. fucking, mm-hmm. I don't, there were so many close ups of him in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I think oh, probably more than there have been in the entirety mm-hmm. of the series before. Well, most of the time they will enter the room and he's just silently brooding yeah. and then he exposits mm-hmm. in this one because and that's the other thing, one of the strengths of the way it was structured, even mm-hmm. though I would prefer it be, you know, not knowing that why he's bad mm-hmm. until the end, we do get a a story about him. Yeah. You know, we do follow his story. Yeah. Wait, when did that necklace get a tracking thing? Oh, in? that was hilarious to me. Wait, what was this? His his big cross necklace has oh, that yeah, tracking yeah. device in it. Which only lit up in the flashback, but not in the original scene. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it was a necklace he wore every day. So was he wearing that so, so like Letty Lowe jacked him because she gave him that necklace? Maybe. Or did he put a... I know he was fucking around with something electronic one day when Letty came in, so maybe that was him... Maybe that oh, was the right, right maybe. Yeah. I like uh, to think he has a closet that he opens up and there's tons of them. And like one of them, you squeeze it and it's like a crawl ninja star. Yeah. You know, one of them is a walkie talkie. One of them is a pen, you know, and just whichever one he needs. It's, so it's like the green arrow. Or yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also love the idea that he has, he's on an airplane mm-hmm. full of hackers and computer nerds mm-hmm. that like the, I don't know, just the idea that he could even get away with having a tracking device mm-hmm. on his body that he then leaves right mm-hmm. in front of his baby and mm-hmm. none of the people on this plane that are so concerned with like security yeah. and hacking mm-hmm. it would like even think twice about yeah, it. It's just hanging on the outside yeah. of her prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They should have had to see when Charlize Theron saw it and was like, hmm, you know what? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> also, Charlize Theron and uh, Torben's giant, I don't know his name from Game of Thrones. The I, I don't guy. either, yeah. I think it's Giant's Bane. Giant's Bane? It's, it's Torben like, Giant's Bane. Yeah. Holy shit, that's his name? Yeah. Oh, every name in Game of Thrones is like that. It's oh incredible. God. Wait, you mean the character's name? Character's name. Oh, my God. I thought you meant that was the actor's name. I was like, you have to be fucking <laughs> kidding me. It's close. Um, but they he did he hang that up after they shot um, Elena or before they shot Elena? I thought before. I thought before, too. And then, But that means that uh, Charlize Theron and Tormund Giantsbane went in that cage where the baby was when they shoot her and then that cross would have been hanging there presumably blinking in blinking. front of them because oh, yeah, the, yeah. that side would have been facing her yeah yeah oh speaking Fake. of <laughs> <laughs> and that actor's name is Christopher Hivju which I'm sure has an accent associated with it that makes it sound better but yeah, yeah. sounds Finnish is it Christopher with a K uh, yes Christopher mm-hmm. with a K H-I-V-J-U and his name in the movie Rhodes <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, though, that's the thing that I love about these movies so much is they are somehow, against all of my better judgment, above those kinds of criticisms. Like, wouldn't they have seen the red light on the other side of the glass? I don't care. I, I don't I, care. Like, this one had more of it than some of the other ones. Yeah, it did. And yeah. that, that's a, what bugged me about this is that because of that, like, there was things as stupid as that necklace in, in every single one of these yeah. movies. But in this one, it showed. Like, yeah. I, it's like when we were watching Doctor Strange. And yeah. It came down to, like... This was a beautiful movie. It was mm. perfectly entertaining. And I know the exact Mad Libs that you filled out to yeah, make it. Yeah. And I can mm. see that now. So yeah. a little bit of the, the movie magic is lost. The I know. seams are showing. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the seams I, are showing. And I could definitely feel that in this one for sure. I still liked it quite a bit, actually. Like, I still think it's in the better half of these movies for me. But I forget it, where I ranked it, but it's... I mean, it's it's definitely my least favorite of the post-part yeah. five ones. I would mm-hmm. agree with that. Um, they never get worse than four. I didn't care for that one really that much either. at all. 
I, I basically Four's the bottom for me. Yeah, I basically yeah. debated whether I liked three or eight better. It's about yeah, right that's, in that level. That's exactly for me. where I'm at. Yeah. And what's weird is I ultimately, when I made my list, I think I went with eight. Yeah. And in hindsight, I'd go with three I just almost, because it functions better as a movie in a vacuum because it's the only one that yeah, is anymore. I agree. I actually first. have thought that too, that I would like to switch their their places on that list because I think it might I'd just be. I'd have to see them both again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think Lynn actually proves to be the real juice of this series oh, now absolutely. that they've gone on. He's the Nas. Yeah. That powers yes, the uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, dude, the I listened to his commentary track for five. Oh yeah, I saw you right about that. The whole thing is just him being like every single day. The studio called me and was like, "You have to stop. You can't keep destroying. Don't destroy any more cars. Stop. You mm-hmm. can't do that stunt. Don't do it. It's too expensive. Mm-hmm. You're three weeks behind in your schedule. If you even do tomorrow stunt, you'll be six weeks behind in your schedule. Stop." He was like, and every day, I just had to convince the crew to not listen to the people that were funding the movie we were making. That's so wild. Like and he that, was right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, that movie got made against that studio's better judgment. And I think that's what loses, ultimately, on this one, is that I don't think this was F. Gary Gray's vision. No. Mm-hmm. I think it was just like, oh, I get to be part of this awesome club yeah. of talented directors. And, like, F. Gary Gray is one of the now becoming mainstream directors that has artistry behind yeah. him. He's not a Brett Ratner. Right. You know, he's <laughs> up with the Antoine Fuqua's yep. and the guy he's Ritchie's. He's done a gun for hire. They, yeah, exactly. Like, he's going to bring his own thing to it. And I don't feel like a lot of that was I, there yeah, for us. Capable now that looked good. Yep. You know, it's a functioning movie, but yep. yeah, there's there's none of that. Like, I am i don't know what type of personality F. Gary Gray is. Um, I know that I like almost every movie I've ever seen of his. But I, it doesn't feel like there was a point where they were like, hey, enough. And he was like, yeah, you're right, enough. Right, you know? yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, it's presumable. Yeah. Sorry, I tuned out for that for a minute just thinking about how much I hate Brett Ratner. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> Understandable. I think we would agree with do. that segment. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I think all the movies have obviously a love and an appreciation for cars and shoot them in a way that is like just you can tell that the directors think about how awesome they are but this is the first mm-hmm. one that first one that felt to me like it had a car commercial in the middle of it or it was shot like cars that scene where they were com- like rolling out of the showroom mm-hmm. jumping out of the multi-story car park yeah. it felt like it was like you were watching a commercial for the cars instead mm-hmm. of a movie where someone really thought that the action was cool and yeah. i think they actually said that too at one point when uh uh roman is like Oh, that's that's this mm-hmm. kind of car, and he just starts describing the stats mm-hmm. of the car to us <laughs> yeah. at home, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's freshly this year. You can yeah. have it too mm-hmm. for the low price." Like it almost felt like it was going there yeah. when it's like before cars would roll up, and you'd be like, "Man, that's a cool car. Let's mm-hmm. see what it could do." Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know what the cars were like in this, I except for the one at the beginning, and that was a little yeah. junker. The, but we did learn something, and the tank. Yeah, it's not what's in. It's not the car. It's who's, who's driving, driving it, is what Vin Diesel said. All I need an engine and four wheels. But what's crazy is I think that the movie, to me, proved the opposite. Because we have a beautiful car that is this movie. But mm-hmm. with, without Paul Walker driving it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. They got to get Han back. Yeah. They got, and they, they can do it. got to get Han back. They can do it. They got to get him back. Maybe they can bring Lucas Black back as well. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would actually like that at this point. Yeah. 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 I would be into that. I think he showed up in seven for a minute, right? Yeah, he shows up in seven because they go back to the scene of the post right, credits yes, of three, yeah, 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 yeah. and it's great because He's, if you watch those next to each other, like both him and Vin Diesel are a decade older, yes. so you're like, this didn't happen, mm-hmm. okay? Which is Let like super noticeable, <laughs> Lucas Black, because he's straight up supposed to be a high school student, yeah, yeah. and he's just, <laughs> and he's just um, ten 30. years older. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when he was playing high school student, he was in his twenties. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. like, ugh. 
Uh, or in Elena's husband, he's technically missing and not dead, so he could always there come you back. Go. There you it's go. True. Uh, go on vengeance now. Mm-hmm. You did remind me one of my favorite parts of this movie was when, I, and I, I don't even remember the context of this, but they're all on their radios together, and somebody goes, I'm going to beat him because I got 300 horsepower. And then somebody's like, try 400. And then you, somebody goes, Dom's got 500. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like they just compare <laughs> horsepowers to each other. I think that's the, uh, when they're called back together as a team to whatever uh, that Rock is recruited for in Berlin. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's the setup basically for Dom to betray them and steal whatever the, yeah, yeah. the Rock had in his right, car. Yeah. yeah. They got need it. to have that wrecking ball with the. Oh, the, amazing. The smi- yeah. It was like. Now, was Tesh supposed to have painted the smiley face yeah, on it, or did he just happen to have a? a yeah. Oh, like what if Tyrese? What if that was one of the times that he fucked up because he didn't know about the wrecking no. ball? No. They could have just like brutally killed uh-huh. him. <laughs> and and that's what that's one of the things that this reminds me of of this movie is I love that they trust in their team's ability mm-hmm. to just not die or yeah. get hurt. Like in the car crash scene with all the cars, when Vin Diesel flips everybody when they're all yeah. uh, when they're all tied to his car. It's like his faith in their ability to just be, to emerge uninjured is, I mean, I guess it's family. I don't know. Yeah, Me yeah. and my family, we're tight, but I would never, no. I would never try to kill them knowing that they'd survive. <laughs> and that's just what happened. Like the thing yeah. about, uh, for Tyrese was like, that was a gag. Yep. Is they were like, haha, none of us told you about the wrecking ball. And he's just like, oh, hell no. And then yeah. we have our moment. Yeah. But he could have just been, Destroyed uh-huh. by that, I, but, uh, but he's he's that good. Yeah, when it comes down to it, how are they talking to each other? They never... Oh, there is legitimately a moment in this movie where it's clear everyone's windows are rolled up. No one is holding walkie talkies of any kind. Bluetooth family. I I do. They're think on it's... a family plan. <laughs> I do think it's probably like an earpiece thing, but literally for like I was looking for earpieces. There's a scene where they literally you see two characters look at each other Dominic. through the closed windows of their cars and have a totally at conversation level <laughs> conversation, and it's like. The, how? What is happening yeah. right now? Well, we've reached the point in the series where it's like, that just has yep. to be something they can do. Yep. You can explain it however you want. There's a million different ways, yep. but we're not going to lean into any yeah. one of them. We just don't need functionally, to we it. need them to speak yeah. to each other. I will give like so much stuff in this movie in the past, but really the Tyrese being bone dry after being underwater <laughs> drives me, like it's it really yeah. bothers me. Yeah. Like, the, There's things like in yeah. Point Break, it kills me when he wakes up on the beach and then has to go do a drug bust. And the whole time, all I can think, I don't like that scene because he has sand in his jeans it <laughs> kills me because he had because of course he doesn't but i've been to the beach yeah <laughs> well hold he on. has sand in his jeans he, he, <laughs> he left from having sex on the beach all night long to putting his jeans on and going to bust a to do a drug bust dude's got sand in his pants well, they, they, i hate it they made clear in uh in, in one of those scenes in point break that there are on beach showers so he could have shut but he, he he got clothed right in front of us and ran to the thing because he was late for his own Fair. his own bust well, I, I, he has sand in his jeans. <laughs> his head's next to a lawnmower, and everyone's like, "Oh, his face is gonna get cut off." I'm like, "But the jeans! <laughs> the jeans are filled with sand." There's more pressing matters. I think your anti-beach prejudice is showing. It, it absolutely is, but I think that it's a prejudice that is valid. <laughs> and, uh, but, but no, it's the same thing. Like, it drives me nuts knowing that, like. Next time I see that, I'm going to be like, man, he's going to be so cold. And then I'm going to go, man, he's not as cold as he should. Ah! <laughs> Scanners. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're all going to agree the car stampede was like a little too CGI. Mm-hmm. But 
That was a really cool fucking idea, right? That's a great idea. Yeah, like, it was legit scary. Yeah, like the... But it the, felt too clean. Yeah, it did. But the way they move like a herd of animals mm-hmm. was oh, such, such a, a cool crazy idea. idea that I had never even like thought of before. Like, they took mm-hmm. a somewhat new effect that often dissolves into the particle physics yeah. that we see. And it's very strongly used in, take it or leave it, the movie World War Z. Mm-hmm. They do hordes mm-hmm. of zombies where they're climbing on each other and pulling helicopters out of the air. And it was the same visual effect, but they dissolved it down to individual cars, which I think made it more effective. Yeah. Um, that Yeah, that's a really cool idea. I thought idea. that was a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and there'd be no way to do it unless it was CGI like that. What's like crazy it, is F. Gary Gray did a similar thing before because really? this is sort of a reunion of sorts of Jason Statham, Charlize Theron, oh, fuck, and right. F. Gary Gray. Oh, fuck, right. the Italian yeah. job. Yeah. And in that movie, there's a scene that is all about Seth Green's character right. um, uh, controlling traffic with lights. Right. And so it's all about orchestrating and choreographing traffic patterns in a heist setting. Mm-hmm. And that that's an underrated movie. Shout out to Ryan Silberstein. He said yeah. that's his favorite stay home sick movie. <laughs> so shout out good. to that. Have you seen the original Michael Caine version? Long time ago. I saw it getting ready for <laughs> the new one when it came out, and I barely remember either. Um, my favorite thing about it is that it ends with a musical number. They all, they're all, oh, yes. they start singing. Oh, it's so great. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I gotta see it. I watched a movie the other day that ended in a musical number I didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. was, um, The Blind Swordsman, Zatoichi. Oh, yeah. The uh, Takeshi Kitano, uh, Zatoichi movie and it just ends in a like stomp out loud style thing where all the characters just buddy up mm-hmm. I, I I went from like mostly liking that movie to like f- just ready to burn down my house with <laughs> pure joy it was it was insane oh, I love that yeah uh, I, I had a good okay I just want to <laughs> pitch you guys at a future Fast and Furious action scene that I, th- I think is kind of a cool idea mm-hmm. so now we live in a world of self-driving cars right like that's mm-hmm. a thing that is, if not here already, like mm-hmm. right around the corner. How cool would it be to have a classic Fast and Furious street race chase scene where the cars are self-driving so our hero and our villain also get to be having a hand-to-hand combat mm-hmm. between the two cars? Like as the race, like as they peel around Ooh. a corner, as they get real close to each other, they just like fly from one car to the other in a wrestling move or whatever, and now they're in the other one and they're fighting. And then and that would be racing. a great way to draw in the family too, because they're controlling the cars remotely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. would be really. I think that's cool. a cool idea to have a hand-to-hand combat in self-driving cars, so you get both of the things we love about these movies in one tight sequence. They have to be using wrenches. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a cool idea. That would be or tearing apart the car from the inside. (laughs) That would be amazing. That would be destroying the car as they go. Pulling a seat out. Yeah. yeah. That's Fuck, incredible. That's well, because yeah. there was even in the one of the cool things about the opening scene in this movie is when he's got to make the car lighter. So he's yeah. disassembling yeah. it as he goes. So much fun to put something like that, like stakes where they're yes. not only are they on the cars that are self-driving and fighting, but they're racing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They've got to win the race, yeah. too. I love it. That's a great idea. That's almost as sick as like, I don't know, just spitballing here. Maybe like getting dirt bikes <laughs> that have skis on them <laughs> so that you could rip tubes, tubes on them. Yeah. That was my big criticism of this movie is that at the end of the day, I think Triple X Three did it scratched the itch better for I, me. I actually agree with you about that. And for sure. you know, I, I'm glad that we have yeah. them both within like weeks of <laughs> much <laughs> agreed. But it, yeah, Triple X Return of Xander Cage is, feels more like a like Fast and Furious movie the way I like them mm. than this does. Well, what's weird is this one reminded like this Fast and the Furious movie reminded me more of something along the lines of like a Triple X Two, where it's like you're just moving the brand forward. And yeah. it's it's whatever. But what I wanted this to be was ultimately what Triple X 3 turned out to be, yeah. which was 
a better Fast and Furious yeah, movie. Just a re- I mean, that had its tongue even more firmly in its cheek than I mm. think the Fast and Furious movies mm. have. And, and because I have liked the Fast and Furious movies more the more they've put their tongue in their cheek, mm-hmm. that I loved Triple X. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? It was just like as far gone as this idea could go, I feel like. Uh, which was a lot of fun. I, you got to see it. <laughs> uh, I plan to. Uh, well, maybe Fast and Furious series is kind of doing a reverse Star Trek series where all the odd numbered ones are the good ones and the even numbered ones are the weaker versions. Ah, let's let's I run buy through into that. Yeah, one, it, three, five, seven, seven, and nine when they go to space. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I buy. I just that. wish they would somehow cross. I mean, it's too late now. I wish they could cross over with the Ernest franchise. <laughs> I feel like they are meant to be one. Oh, by the way, I I was re-listening to some old uh, How Did This Get Made, and I realized that was your voice asking them who should play the new Ernest. I was on the next week's episode, too. I didn't re-listen to that episode, oh, okay, but, yeah. they, but they didn't announce a name ahead of time, and I knew you had been on it. I was like, wait a second. Yeah. You can hear a slight fade in, like, this is from Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, yeah. that was me. <laughs> I, do, I do agree that Jack McBrayer would make a good new Ernest. He's a good one. Yeah. I mean, it's it can't be done, but he's a good he's yeah. a good choice for it. Who did they uh, end up suggesting? They somebody came up with a really good suggestion. Was it Chelsea Peretti that was on that? Yeah. She said Harlan Williams. Yeah. yeah, such a good suggestion. Wait, was it Chelsea Peretti or was it? Um, I can't remember. It was. Oh no, it was Nat- Natasha Leggero. Yeah, because she was there with Moshe Kasher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. was it was the Hell Comes to Comes to Frog yes. episode? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm famous as shit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You guys want to do some lists? I'm ready to do a list. So uh, these movies are, are, on the outside, you'd think they're all about action. And it turns out that sometimes the inaction parts end up becoming the ones that stick with you. So in honor of that, our list this week are top five non-action moments from the Fast franchise. And so I I actually will probably end up dipping into some honorable mentions because there's a lot. But I found that most of mine are localized around the second half of the series. Um, but that's just. I, but I, I, I didn't want to do a caveat. I just don't remember the old ones as cleanly because yep. I did the rewatch before seven, not before yeah. eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Did you guys have any caveats or rules for yours? My only caveat is that I, I think I bend the rules of non-action scene a little bit with some of these. But I think in the context of Fast and Furious, what const- you'll see. But I think I think Absolutely. none of these constitute action scenes in Fast and Furious. But they are maybe a little action me, one or two of them. Um, my caveat is that I didn't rewatch and uh, I'm going on hazy memories. And I also got this assignment y- yesterday, yeah, this morning. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so Sorry about that. No, I was no. very busy at work and I was like, wait, Emily doesn't know um, so I'm gonna listen to at least one of you, at least one of you go first, and so they'll probably be like, "Oh yeah, that's right." Yeah. Um, because I have uh, I have a list of well, um, I don't I have an incomplete list. Fair enough. Fair enough. I well, think, we have some extras, I'm sure. Yeah, so it'll yeah. pad it out. I'll I'll start right okay, off the bat for with one from the most recent movie. I loved the moment that the baby waved at Jason Statham in the mm-hmm. middle of the action sequence. <laughs> that was awesome. I don't know. That was like. Maybe the silliest this series has ever been, and I couldn't have loved it more. Mm-hmm. I, like, and, and I, it also suggests that Baby Dom, like, he's ready for action. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I There's just, not no stranger to action. Mm-hmm. I and, and like I, you know, that whole sequence is great. I love every moment that he winks at the baby and the baby mm-hmm. smiles at him, or but when it goes to Baby Vision. Yeah, mm-hmm. love it. But something about the baby raising his hands <laughs> to cheer on Statham <laughs> fucking killed me. I loved that. That's one of my favorite non-action Gotta start moments in the series. Plus nice. the, 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 the Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, It was good. the perfect counterpoint. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Even though that's totally going to hurt that baby's <laughs> <laughs> Uh 
Uh, my number five is kind of the introduction of The Rock's character in Fast Five. Ooh, yeah. Because it's a scene where him and I believe Elena, Elena she's briefing, yeah. well, he's briefing her and a bunch of other people. He tells them to put their thunderwear on because uh-huh. um, they're going to have some fun, which I actually thought was <laughs> thunderwear, which I think is a better line. And then I got in a Twitter argument with somebody, and then someone who had done a pass on the script was able to confirm that it was thunderwear. <laughs> so, egg on my face, whatever. Um, my version's better just because yours is real doesn't mean it's better. I concede. Yeah, I concede. <laughs> Even though <laughs> mine's better, but he goes through the whole thing and um, she gives him the briefing and she's like, "I got good news and bad news." And he's like, "You know, I like my dessert first. <laughs> and so she gives him the good news and he's like, "And now the vegetables." And she gives him the bad news. And then he's briefing his buddies and the last rule he gives them, he's like, "They're gonna be fast. They're gonna be strong, and they're not gonna stop. And whatever you do, do not let them get into cars. <laughs> and that was the, the moment where we series. went from the brand of the first four to the brand of the most recent four. That was the time where it was like, cars are the thing. Yeah. It was in every trailer for Fast Five, and it's what kind of socially branded into everybody's head the idea like, cars are what they do. Yeah. You know? And so that's just a great non-action moment. It introduces Hobbs. It defines the next four movies. I love it. Yeah, I love that. Um. Is it two or three where uh, Tej is uh, ludicrous is introduced? That is two. Two. Okay. So one of his street racers is, I think it might be Devin Aoki. If it's not, it's a girl who looks a lot like Devin Aoki <laughs> with the long blonde hair. Uh-huh. And she has that bright pink car. Uh-huh. And I just love that they let someone be super girly, uh-huh. but actually also achieve shit. Because the only other super girly woman in the movie, um, Giselle is sort of a sex symbol, but she, yeah. she's it a secret Devin agent. It is Thank you. Good. I was worried I was being racist for a second. Um <laughs> But she's like she's super femme, but she's also just as talented as street racers right. and everyone else. And Mia is kind of a wet mop that doesn't do anything. Agreed. Um, so it was nice that they like like let someone be high femme, but mm. also equal to everyone else. Right, like highly capable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She does that awesome thing in this at the very beginning where the bridge is out and she launches oh, yeah. her pink car into the sky and just like goes over top of that's pretty badass i was really disappointed that they never brought her back and i, I like I, I know it's unlikely so many movies ago but i would love to see that character if they could fit a baby into this timeline yeah. Yeah. they could easily bring her back yeah i well, love fingers crossed the driving in that movie all looks like anime that's like mm-hmm. my favorite mm-hmm. thing about it they literally just like it's always like looks like a side scrolling thing mm-hmm. and they're just like these blur these cartoon blurs that you just see like little bobblehead versions of the actors in basically mm-hmm. it's like so funny to me Two was one that I hated when I first saw it. And when I did the rewatch, it ended up being like, I, I really ended up enjoying it's it pretty much, fun. much more. Oh, yeah. I didn't like it uh, at first. I thought it was silly. And then it's it's almost got like a Miami Vice undertone. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And Cole Hauser's a really effective villain. I love yes. Cole He's Hauser. camping there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like he, he really feels like he could like, that's the movie that I wanted the Miami Vice movie to be. And then it wasn't so great. Yeah, I wasn't. I, that's one I'd like to rewatch, though, because I mm-hmm. saw that once ever and was like, eh, not moved. Yeah, I'd like to But I've it. seen more Miami Vice now mm-hmm. and more Michael Mann. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it yeah. could be, you know. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Michael Mann. Yep. Sorry, just bringing up my love of Manhunter one more yeah, time. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> next oh, time yeah. we have Emily on the show, we're I'm going to it. do Manhunter. And there's a long list of people that want to debate its merits against Red Dragon. Ooh, which awesome. Um, I have not seen either of those movies, so. Yeah, uh, One's considerably better than the other. Yeah. Um, and Red Dragon's fine, but like Manhunter's a film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm going to specifically call out Dave Taruso and Ryan Shaner. Ryan Shaner just loves Red Dragon. I don't want to make this too much about a different movie, but Dave Taruso thinks that uh, Red Dragon's a better movie just simply because it's closer to the book. 
and mm. not judging it on its own right. merits of film. That's an argument for a different podcast. Yeah, it's an interesting argument because there are a lot of movies that are like The Shining's incredible, and yeah. it's not very close to the book at all. Right, and uh, the one that's closer to the book doesn't really work as well. Yeah, so that's still got to work as its own. Got to work as its own. That was my argument. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. the big argument we always talk about with superhero movies is that every hole in them you can <clears throat> excuse me you can explain with the idea of well this is just a middle chapter it's right. like yeah well that doesn't come out for three years right. this needs to work yes you know? yeah yeah this has to stand on its own legs and sorry to make too many local references I know that oh no we do it all <laughs> yeah, the time okay good all the time yeah uh, I'll, I'll I'll jump off of uh, the tip you just started there one of my favorite non action movies this one is arguably. Maybe action, but I, I don't think in the... It's hard to find ones well, that aren't. Well, <laughs> I don't think in the context of this... I think you'll agree with me that in the context of this, it's not. It's the hug-it-out fist fight in Too Fast, Too Furious between Brian and uh, Tyrese's character when they first reconnect. Roman. Mm-hmm. Roman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? It's like they... Because it, the whole thing is Brian's like, oh, I have this old friend. He'd be good for this. But I kind of put him in jail. Uh, so like when they, when they see each other, Tyrese is like fucking flaming mad about like, what the fuck you're coming to like, try and get me to do a job. Like you put me here, you son of a bitch. Uh, and they literally, they just have like the broiest, like it's a fight, yeah, but yeah. it's like mostly them That's just not like an action sequence. No, yeah. because it's literally them mostly just like hugging each other and like, Oh, I'm so mad about what you did to me. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, but you're going to forgive me. Cause I'm going to get you out to do this job. Respect you, bro. Respect yeah. you, bro. And that's literally, it just ends with them like, Oh, okay. All right. We should do this together. It's so good. That is good. They have such a good chemistry. The two of them. They, oh, they, they do. really do. All right. My, uh, my number four is kind of a, a cheat as well. Mm-hmm. And it's any time Tej references the life he had before this one. <laughs> because in the second one, he was great at fixing cars. Now he is the world's greatest tech genius hacker, can do anything. And the only explanation we've ever given is people are like, how did you know how to hack into the mainframe of the government? He's like, I had a life before you knew me. It's like a <laughs> yeah. life where you had to <laughs> hack into the... Please do... T- Where's that prequel? I'd watch that prequel. Yeah, Tej he- learning how to be a hacker. Yeah, in this movie, he's the equal of the woman who, in the last movie, created a yeah. program that everyone yeah. on the planet wanted to steal because it was uh, unique and basically all-powerful. And yet, in this movie, eh, they're, they're working in tandem. They're about there. Yeah. Fix enough speakers. You know, yeah. you, get the, you, get the, you pick up the knowledge. Yeah, yeah I just wanted... I, I love any... Because any time... That's the best... It's, it's like we talked about before, those quick little Band-Aid yep. explanations. You're not healing the wound. Or you're not, you know, the knife is still there, but you're just putting a Band-Aid on it where it's like, oh, every corrupt cop's on your tail. Yeah. Band-Aided. Don't have to worry about it. Fucking if anyone love asks, that they do that in this series all the time. Yeah, that's the best one. Just, I had a life before this. And we're like, oh, yeah, I guess I guess he did enter this in his yeah. 20s or 30s. Okay. Okay. He also, his delivery of that line is actually one of my favorite things in Fast Five. He, mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best impression of it. He just goes, Brian, I had a life before you knew me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so weird and stilted. It's so funny. I wasn't even in the first movie. I could have been doing this then. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. You know you were doing you were stealing DVD players. <laughs> we should mention that again. Oh yeah. The first one's a point break uh, knockoff in which they steal DVD players. <laughs> now you'd be welcome to steal a DVD player just to get it off the owner's hands to make room for their Blu-ray player. And they're stopping nuclear war now. That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing I will say. Someone did get dropped into a propeller and exploded in this. Oh, I mean, great. that's that's good. I'm into that. Oh yeah, but that felt like a huge tonal shift because that's the first time you really see blood. Yeah, that's it's the only true. time you really see blood. Like, there's so much fighting, and that's that's the one you're like that like gave me a little bit of pause. That is weird. That's true. Now that you mention it, yeah. it's there is 
Well, they go, these movies are decidedly people get wrench like mm-hmm. wrenches in yeah. the skull and all the sparks come out. The sparks come out. <laughs> yeah. Nothing ever breaks the skin, but no. this guy falls into a propeller. And well, just oh, you're yeah. right. That is kind of a thing. Well, because yeah. these are PG thirteen, I think almost mm-hmm. always they always have one f bomb. They use their their one f bomb and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that just goes to show you like how that rating is even changing too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That does now that you mention that that does bother me. And like I love that mm-hmm. thing, but. Uh, Dan Santelli, friend of the show, yep. said in the past we were talking about Mission Impossible, and I said Mission Impossible Two like doesn't work for me. And he goes, "Oh, it's because they had guns." <laughs> I was like, "You're right." And he's like, mm-hmm. "Guns don't belong in a Mission Impossible movie. They yeah. don't use them. That's not how they get things done." Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, there's no Fast and Furious are not bloody. Mm-hmm. Right. That's wild. Yeah. Even when you beat a hospital to death, it's, it's just no. sparks and smoke. It's and a big cartoon of, universe. Yeah, glass doesn't know. cut. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Emily, you got another one for us? Um, I, not to rely too much on the most recent one, but that Helen Mirren cameo oh. uh, is really where the end. Totally agree. Um, since we were pitching our ideas of what we'd like to see in the next one, even if we don't get a whole Shaw reunion movie, I would like to see like a flashback to a digitally youthened Helen Mirren oh. where she's driving like a 70s oh. um right hand control like yeah. a left uh, hand shift British car and just something super 70s out. Um, she was She's gorgeous now, but she was gorgeous in the seventies. I don't know if you ever oh, saw like oh, White yeah. Nights, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and just like seeing her being I'm a badass. Shaking, just I, yeah, I'm so getting all yeah. hot and bothered over here With thinking maybe about like it. Two baby shawls in the back, uh, in the back seat. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. About oh that my great. god, Everything she'd be yelling at them as they argue, yeah. or they crash cars into one another. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "Stop it!" I don't know why I turned her into an angry old British lady. <laughs> she's. You ever, have you ever seen the cook, the thief, the wife, his wife and her lover? That is like. Primo, awesome Helen Mirren, yeah. and also young uh, Dumbledore oh, just right. plays a big old piece of shit. <laughs> it's awesome. Have you ever seen White Knights? No. <gasps> okay, it's Barishnikov as a um, a ballet a ballerino um, who has uh, defected from Russia, and then he's in a, uh, he's flying doing a tour, and he's they're passing over Russia, and the plane has to land. So he gets basically captured by the communists because it was uh, in the 80s so when the USSR was still there. So mm. he defected and then recaptured. And um, Helen Mirren was his lover who he left behind. Oh, shit. And um, Gregory Hines is in it as the American who is now living in Russia and is a tap dancer. So there's so much dancing in the movie. <laughs> Gregory Hines plays a tap dancer? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> there's this one scene where Brishnikov does nine pirouettes in a row. And I don't know much about it. Like, I took ballet when I was a little kid, but I think every little girl does. But I'm no expert. But it's just amazing to watch him just spinning and staying on his toes the entire time and just he does nine 360s in a row, and it's magical. I'm going to watch this. It's so good. It's I long. bet it's on Filmstruck. I just signed up for mm-hmm. Filmstruck, and I love it. Yeah. And if you like 80s, like sort of anti-communist spy thrillers. It, it's, it works on that level, too. I do. <laughs> I, mean, I loved Bridge of Spies, the modern version of that, and I still regret not putting that on my end-of-year list two mm. years ago. I think about the movie all the time. <laughs> I love spies. Two years ago would have been 2015? Yeah, or was oh. it one year ago? I don't know. I don't okay. know what it was. It was two lists ago. However, oh, yeah. no. oh my, my, my entire uh, list from two years ago, as, as I've made clear, was just uh, Magic Mike XXL. Oh, yeah. That's all <laughs> ten spots. very good movie. It's a I love that series. They're they're awesome. Oh no! Yeah. One was fine. Two was magical. Two took a a, a, a weird tonal jump. I, see, the thing is, one was the right tone to get me to go. I'm going to watch this because it's it's probably more mm-hmm. it's more of a movie than just eye candy because mm-hmm. I knew it was Soderbergh and all that. And then I just kind of grew to really love that world. It's Groot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're good movies. Yeah, 
Uh, all right, I'm gonna throw. Yeah, I'll throw this one in. Daddy's got to go to work. Yep. Furious Seven. Daddy's got to when he flexes out of the cast, and he he literally. I just love the whole setup of that scene. The Rock is in a hospital, and he looks out the window and just sees fire on the horizon. And the he first <laughs> the first thing he says is Toretto, and then he spins around, shatters a cast off of his arm. Looks at his daughter and goes, "Daddy's got to go to work," and fucking runs into the action. And she scene. understands. But she like gives him the nod, yeah. like, "Yeah, this happens all the time." Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the best. I can pull that off my honorable mention. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this one's another uh, another one from Furious Seven. It is the wedding sequence between oh, yeah. uh, uh, Dominic and Toretto Letty. and Letty, and it's because he chose to wear an item colloquially referred to as a wife beater uh-huh. at the exact moment that he is taking on a wife. Uh-huh. That's so funny. That is really funny. I just, that to me, but at the same time too, like if he was wearing anything else, I would not have believed their love. (laughs) That's so weird, but you get it. His whole outfit in that scene is hilarious. It's just the outfit he's always wearing, but it's It's all white. Yeah. yeah. That's right. He washed it. That's the only difference is he washed what he's usually wearing. Yeah. So good. But that's just so weird. And I, I know that they're called undershirts or whatever you want to call them, but like they're called wife beaters. Yeah. And uh, so what's crazy is now I'm actually thinking about how did that term come into play? <laughs> and I think it's because on cops, the it's on co- yeah, no, it's 100 percent from cops. Yeah, it's yeah. so fucking crazy. Yeah. But yeah, he took he took on a wife while wearing a <laughs> wife beater. Pretty good. You can call it a singlet if you want the uh, British non-offensive <laughs> term. <laughs> well, even funnier, he's wearing a singlet while becoming decidedly unsingle. <laughs> there you go. Not as funny, but no. as resonant. I like. <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, I think my number three, I don't remember the exact wording, but um, I think it might be the the one time I actually, oh, maybe it's not Roman, maybe it's Tej, but someone makes a baby oil joke in Furious 7. It's Roman. It's Okay. That's yeah, the one time I like Roman in pretty much the whole series. <laughs> uh, um, uh, and I just really enjoyed that moment because it really just takes the piss out of the rock in general because yeah, he, that yeah. man is oil to high heaven. Oh, yeah. Just like Jason Statham is oh, yeah. in the shaman video. <laughs> Which I'm hoping when Dan posts this or Garrett posts yeah, this, yeah. Um, either the whole video or the GIF is posted because that is magical and will change your life when you see it. Oh, Jason I can't wait. Stay. It's pretty he's, crazy. He's go-go dancing, completely oiled head to toe in leopard print low slung briefs. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell it's, yeah. It's literally one of the best things that I've ever seen. The, I, I can't agree with you more about that Roman line. I was literally talking mm-hmm. to somebody about that yesterday. That is probably the most legitimately funny moment in the whole series because the rock is approaching from behind him mm-hmm. and he doesn't even know he's there. Mm-hmm. He's mid sentence about something else and just stops the sentence to go, why do I smell baby oil? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Well, there's, um, there's actually a video online now of a rock super fan that won some kind of contest mm-hmm. and gets to oil up the rock. Oh my God. And so it's the rock standing there and he's just kind of like a dweeby guy who's yeah. just oiling him up and the rock is just like, like drill sergeanting him yeah. into it. And the, it's, it's adorable, but it's so funny yeah. to the point where the guy's like, so what, what do you call this muscle? It's like, I don't, I don't even have one of those. And he's like, oh, that's, that's the horseshoe. Now oil it up, <laughs> oil it up. Let's get some more oil over here. And the dude is like, you can tell he's a wrestling fan. Yeah. And so he's geeking out hardcore and just oiling up the rock, who's being the best That's sport amazing. about it. It's it's really awesome. I so yeah, that. he's a man of oil. <laughs> uh, I will go. Okay, I know what I'm saving for the end. So this will be my number four. 
uh, flirting with cars in Tokyo Drift. <laughs> do you guys remember this? I do no. not. So there's a scene in Tokyo Drift. It's fucking awesome. Uh, it's Han and um, I don't remember Lucas Black's name in it at all. Uh, but it's Han and Lucas Black. And, you know, Han is like his, literally his Han. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, taking him under his wing. He's and, Drift King. Yeah, Drift King. Taking him under his DK. wing, you know. Uh, and so they're just driving around Tokyo one night in, in their little Tokyo Drifter. And they Tokyo drift up to what they're driving. They, I've got to stop saying that. Like, it's a verb. They, <laughs> it is, though. It, 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 it is. literally is. In but five, I need to they use Tokyo it properly. drift to get around the I know, security but cameras. I need to use it properly if I'm going to say that. And he's not Tokyo drifting at the moment. They're just driving around Tokyo. And they, they come up to this car of, like, really, this car full of cute girls. And uh, I can't remember if they ask for their number first or after, but they basically go into a drift around the girl's car over and over again. They just make this... And the camera pulls up slow, like very slowly just pulls up from the circle they're making so you can see like the tire tracks being made around them. (laughs) It's like this little ballet act. He keeps cutting then to the interior where you just see our two guys like just grinning at these girls as they spin around them and the girls like all giggling and stuff. And the other thing is like the movie is very noisy. The movie's like all synchronized with its soundtrack in a really Mm -hmm. cool way and stuff. It's the only moment in the movie where, like, all of the sound stops. It just, like, as soon as they start spinning around the girls, it does that weird, like, you know, and you're just watching them spin. It's all very, it's the only thing slow that happens in this Fast and Furious movie. Mm -hmm. And then they finish their little burnout. And uh, I think the girls, like, kind of just, like, flick a phone number, like, into their window, and then they just speed off and drive Mm -hmm. away. They literally flirt with cars. It's awesome. It's really, really... It's, like, a legitimately cool fucking moment in the series. I kind of remember once you brought the... Yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember that, yeah. It's uh, it's cool. I like that scene a lot. All right, well, I actually just switched in my three, because they were both Han moments. Ooh. And, like, I was going to say any time in four or five when Han just mentions, I'll get to Japan eventually, (laughs) because we all know he's going to die when he gets there. But it's always charming. But it's in Fast Five when they first uh, set up the romance between him oh. and uh, Giselle. Uh, Giselle. What's her name though? In the is it Giselle in the movie? It is yeah, Giselle in the movie. So, okay, it's Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot's okay. Yeah. So uh, Giselle, and they have to get a handprint to oh, get into the safe. This scene. And so in the scene, he's like, oh, you know, what do we do? And she's like, listen, it's gonna take a woman's touch. And she flirts and gets the guy to grab her butt, and they scan it off of her underwear. And what I love about that scene, though, is that when she goes to do that, you see the moment where Han's just like, man, she is too cool for me. And he's like a Brad Pitt where he he looks better when he's eating something yeah. and he's eating something and like has to stop and be like, fuck, man, I'm getting outclassed here. Yeah, I think I'm in love. And so their romance is is really adorable. Yeah. I really do like it. That's the moment where suddenly it was like, oh, they're going to be a thing. Yeah. As the kids say now, I ship that. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know why I think I like that scene so much is because, like, she is clearly, like, very sexualized throughout mm-hmm. that scene, right? Like, she she really strips down to this, like, very hot bikini. Uh, and there's a, a classic Fast and Furious shot that's focused on her butt as it moves as she's walking. Yeah. But Han's reaction to her is he does not treat her like a sec, like, his reaction to that is not actually oh, all going, that Damn, sexual. She's hot. Yeah. He's like, man, I, I really. It, like she she's gonna get this done because she's capable. Yeah, he yeah. like his reaction is like, oh, look at her taking charge. Like, what's hot to me about this is how she's like in charge of all. It's of not this. proprietary yeah. at all. Yeah, he yeah, feels yeah. Ownership of right. her. He appreciates what she, her skill of what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I, I really really actually like that about that scene. It like it's so weird for a scene like that to have its cake and eat it too. Yeah, because it is meant to be totally. titillating to yep. the audience, but at the same time, like I, it it just I fell in love with them falling in love, and that was the moment where yeah. it clicked. I I. 
I appreciated that about the scene, but it still frustrates me when, it, like, it still felt exploitative. Oh, certainly, because yeah. it's for not. Sure. not. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not. You know, not it's at all. Definitely it definitely is. is. And it like as it's like he like I didn't feel like it got its had its cake and he ate it too. I felt like from a movie standpoint, it frustrated me about the movie. I still like what they achieved, but I it didn't it didn't weigh up enough in the. Um, I can see that. Oh, yeah. Oh, certainly. And that's the thing is, that's one of those things that is part of these movies Mm -hmm. is just butts, which is so weird. But like, it's like, it's a weird that that became part of the DNA in the same way. Like when we had the uh, the uh, American Exorcist guys on here. Oh, yeah. We were talking about uh, bare breasts in slasher movies. And they're like, well, it's a difference between like. You know, if, it, if they, they referred to like the Jason movies as titty movies was mm-hmm. the phrase they use. And it's like there's still a little bit of that there left over in it of yes. like these are butt movies in some type of way. So, yeah, I can feel that being. I love your off. emotions when you are acting out titty. Oh, you like that? <laughs> thing is, I was doing this for everything. It's just now it lines up with what I'm saying. I gesture like this wildly in my life. But, you know, I believe I also did it when I was talking about just like The Rock and Statham fighting. Yeah. But I'd also love to grab them with a diva. It's just <laughs> yeah. part of it for the story. Um, I, I guess my next one would be the um, the the goodbye to Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. Like that whole yeah. sequence at the end. I was, like I said earlier, genuinely sobbing, genuinely emotionally touched. I felt like that was a really difficult note to hit, a diff- yeah. difficult balance to strike, and I felt like they nailed it in the in seven. I literally can't even talk about it with you. Mm-hmm. I I will just break down and cry. It, it, it just is so. Per- I didn't know I cared about well, Paul Walker and you until said it that best scene. Was happened. that watching that, and I felt this too. It's like I hope that when I go, people love me as much as these people clearly do yes. love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what breaks that's me up about very it. difficult like, to do. Yeah, what it, it, kind of life do you have to lead to get that kind of admiration and respect from the people around you? You know you what I mean? Like fast, that's you gotta live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was clear that they love the person behind the character. Yeah, like, absolutely. They, they, yeah, because yeah. um, every road you take. <laughs> always leads to home. That's the line from the song, guys. Yeah. Wiz Khalifa. He's a regular Bob Zimmerman, that guy. <laughs> uh, That's Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, this Robert Zimmerman. Robert Zimmerman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is my number one. This is my. F- this is maybe my favorite thing that happens in any of these movies. Can I venture a guess? Please. Is it the over-the-shoulder? Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> it, my favorite thing... I left that off my list knowing it would be your number above one. Above every action sequence, above every single piece of dialogue, my absolute favorite thing that happens in this entire series is at the end of Furious 6 when The Rock and Vin Diesel have a conversation with each other where The Rock's like, you know I'm still a cop, right? And Vin Diesel's like, yeah, and you know I'm going uh, to keep being a criminal, right? <laughs> and The Rock's like... Vin Diesel in this version played by Sly Stallone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's always my Vin Diesel. It's like a somewhat like even, like drunk Sly Stallone. It's like we, we, we held Sly Stallone underwater for five <laughs> yeah, minutes exactly. and then pulled him out and said, read your lines. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and they have the, but they have this weird confrontation just about like, I'm a cop, you're a criminal. We're oh, like, yes, we've earned each other's respect but we're always going to be on those sides of this coin. I will always be the cop. You will always be the criminal. But the way that shot is set up is at first, it appears that they are having this conversation face to face. And then as the camera rotates, it becomes clear. They are actually shoulder to shoulder grimacing over each other's shoulders, not even looking each other in the eyes at all. It's the it's the most machismo thing that happens in the entire series, and I love every second of it. That captures the magic, and once again, I'm going to reference Point Break. Yes. It's one of those coldly illogical things where it's just, when he fires the gun into the sky yes. screaming, it's like, 
we're we're at this. It gets you to that point where like it is goofy, but you're like. Yes! Yeah, like those two. I'm like, of course they can't fucking look at each yes! other. Oh, they're so similar and they're so different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's still oh, silly. Yeah, that, that, I love everything about that moment. That's a pretty perfect moment. <laughs> yeah. That is so beautiful. great. There's a one of the few times they're ever sharing a I know. screen. Apparently, I know <laughs> that was the moment that did it. That was probably totally. that was probably designed to be them looking at one another, and both of them were like, "Yeah, I'll shoot it," but I ain't looking at yeah. his stupid, ugly face. <laughs> <laughs> they probably weren't willing to be on camera together. That's two shots like spliced together that they, they just, just couldn't, couldn't get right. So it's just <laughs> the poor editor. Yeah. Just uh, actually interesting fact about Fast Five. I know that was six, but yeah. Fast Five's editor, I do not know this person's name, uh, is also who became Tarantino's editor oh, right. after Sally Menke passed away. That's right. So uh, I don't know if this person is still working with Tarantino. But I do know that they came on board at Django. Oh, interesting. And so yeah. it's funny because people talk about how Django's pacing is a little bit different than a lot of Tarantino's work. And it's like, it is cut a little more similarly to something like a Fast Five. Yeah. It's, which is even more fascinating to me now than it was. When you used to tell me that, I would be like, yeah, no wonder those movies are not as good as the other Tarantino movies. They got one of those fucking car movie dudes to make it. Yep. <laughs> and now I'm like in love with those car movie dudes. <laughs> I, I was very non-gender specific as to who the editor was because yeah. I just know historically they're all women. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. uh, I I don't know who, who did the. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I'm not sure. Don't know. I think it's your my number one. Number one, my all friend. Right. In the very first Fast and the Furious movie. Oh boy. Way back when Vin Diesel was about to get arrested for the street racing, mm-hmm. and everybody goes running home to their party afterwards, and only one person stayed behind. To help him out of the jam and pick him up, and it was Brian O'Connor, yeah, Paul Walker. So they go to the party afterwards, and everyone's like, "What's this noob doing here?" And he's like, "He's the only one." And at the bottom of the screen, it says, "He's the only one that stood up for." Like that, there is the moment that the seed of family was planted, yes. and we didn't know it for three more movies. But it also, like, at its heart, like, it Paul Walker will always be missing because they really, really did somehow develop that and it's very clear that they were friends in real life yeah it is very clear that they had chemistry and had fun together and that was kind of the moment it all began yeah i think that's also how <laughs> they introduced it. corona into the series they introduced that party. yeah but it's also like it vin diesel drops the hammer hard on everybody he yeah. says listen you know we're all friends and all but every one of you ran yeah he stuck around that's bigger than than anything else and like Family. that's kind of the theme that ran through the, that that's my favorite of many themes the other being cars that ran <laughs> through the the entire series so that moment is my favorite that was the scene. amazing thing to me seeing seven ascent i mean i saw one first and then seven but like feeling like i saw seven first and then going back to the rest of the series it's like all this groundwork was here. Mm-hmm. Like all of this silly car shit and all of the weird family shit, like all that stuff was here from the first movie. It's always been car stunts that are heists, all about family. Like that's all it's been. It's been completely devoid of cynicism yep. from the very beginning. It's just very earnestly what it is and whatever yep. it may be at that entry. That's where this one fell short too, is it had a little bit of that, I don't know, there was like a cynicism to it. But I, I might agree with that, yeah. It just had like an edge that was more sour. They're so know, earnest. They're so earnest. More than earnest. You put a baby. <laughs> you put you get a, it, Vern. You put a baby in Statham's hands while he's having a gun battle, and I, I, and you just I'm melt. In. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> and I that's can't. the thing. Yeah. Bring back the baby. Let's yeah, do it again. I can't. Well, what's your number one? You want to take a guess? Um, your number Ooh. one is. Ugh. 
What could it possibly be? You said you've seen Tokyo Drift the most, right? Yes. Hmm. You say it's when Han dies. I'll be <laughs> very <laughs> disappointed. No, I actually can't think of yeah. one. Oh, it is 100% uh, Statham v. The Rock jail cell. I fucking... <laughs> Should have guessed. That brought me so much yeah. joy. I like you guys had such thoughtful breakdowns of your favorite scene, and mine is just like I, I have to apologize for how high pitched my laugh is, particularly to Garrett, who's got to sound edit this later and do the mounds. But like all I could do right now would be squeal and clap, and that which would not make a good podcast. But that it just makes me so happy. Like that is the perfect level of the movie. Like they, yeah. it's about to break into action, but those two guys are charismatic, and they mm, know what they're doing, yeah. and they know what that role is, and they both. He rips a concrete bench <laughs> off of a wall and just fucking bench presses it while I fucking stay them the entire time and stay them. Oh God, it's. <laughs> everything about that scene is perfect. Except, it is beautiful. Except for, uh, as, as I messaged Dan the other day, they don't kiss. That would, that would be the perfect cap on this. Scene. You know, though, if that happened in one of these movies, I don't think there'd be a, a second where I reject it. Mm-hmm. It would just be like, oh, we're here now. Yeah. That's what's, Okay, go for it. I think that, that be... tight T-shirt's t- cutting off the yes! circulation yeah. to your head. He calls him like a tea and crumpet eating motherfucker <laughs> over here or something like that. Yeah. Well, I, I don't remember any of their lines besides the trailer ones, like, beat you like a trailer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which has special, special uh, closeness to my heart because I went to Cherokee High School. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, beat you like a Cherokee drum. Oh. What was the F-bomb? They did drop an F-bomb. I know. I don't remember. I can't remember, remember what it is now. There was one. There it was, was definitely one. The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> the I Rock was just like, ah, fuck you. Yeah. Like, oh. I can't remember. You know, I wish they hadn't put him... Uh, Jumping out the car and redirecting the torpedo in the trailer. Yeah. That would have been such a cheer-worthy moment if I hadn't seen that coming. Like, that is incredible. I didn't remember it from the trailer, so I just got excited all over again. That is an awesome moment. It was amazing. Yeah. I was kind of hoping he would pick it up, but that that would be (laughs) impossible. He would pick it up and then marry it. Yeah. (laughs) He just rides it to space. (laughs) No, pick it up. I'll be back, guys. The same way he did that grenade earlier, then we just pick it up and toss it to yeah, the side. Yeah. I did like that in the uh, that scene where uh, Charlize Theron and Dom invade and throw all those percussion grenades. Yeah. That they they make sure Statham um, jumps over and protects the hack. Like they give him a total hero moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I used, yeah. yeah. Um, they're really working hard because he is incredibly charming. It's just oh, like, yeah. he's a charm offensive and like the the only that like. The Han thing is really the only thing that's holding it back from... Did him. you just call it a, a charm offensive? Yes, I did. <laughs> that is, if I ever make yeah. a band, that's the name. The charm offensive. The charm yeah. offensive. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, I love it. No, that's true, because they, they really did <laughs> bend over backwards to make him yes. good. The only problem is they spent the last two movies making him so yeah. fucking evil mm-hmm. that it's a lot of work, but... He is he I, is he is a one man charm offensive without I a doubt. Just buy it in the soap opera though. Yeah. I mean it oh, really in. is a soap opera and it's like if you watch any of those soap operas they go on for so long everybody fucking switches sides a thousand times. Mm-hmm. People that used to be in love murder each other for their unborn children. Like it's just crazy shit happens that is I don't know. There was, it's uh, all explainable. One Life to Live had an underground city in the 80s. Oh nice. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. I, I don't know which one it was but there was a summer that we were between houses so we lived with my grandmother so I watched a lot of soap operas but I had like a small TV I remember I was playing Tekken 3 trying oh, yeah, to unlock yeah. every character with the sound off while Nana watched her stories 
And then there was one where I turned it off and I was like, I'm going to pay attention to this for just a minute. And it was these two people dancing in the club. And the one person was like, I thought you were into whatever kind of music. And she was just like, no, that was my clone while I was on the desert island. And that was as Oh, that would have been Days went. of Our Lives when okay. uh, Stefano had uh, kidnapped everybody and had them on a fake island. Uh, uh, and so that they th- Stefano's a real card. He was. I think the actor <laughs> died last year. But um, they, uh, my sister was really into Days of Our Lives. I was really into the ABC soap operas, which was All My Children, One Life to Live, and then General Hospital. Oh, yeah. General Hospital's the only one that's still on the air, as far as I know. Um, so it was always a fight over who got to watch their um, program on the big TV in the living room versus <laughs> the small TVs in our bedroom. But yeah, Days of Our Lives had uh, crazy had that. So they thought there was a killer in the city, but in fact, he was kidnapping people and putting them in, on a secret island. Um, amazing they're also uh, when we were like this the, like the two summers that she and i both got really big into soaps because we lived out in the country so mm. like you couldn't there wasn't anything else to do like we were just latchkey kids um uh, uh the main character marlena got possessed by the devil oh um, hell yes yeah. yes this is what I'm talking about. I feel yeah. like, I don't know. Anything I, any, can happen. Yeah, anytime people try and apply logic to these movies, I literally all the only logic I need them to adhere to is, do they talk about family? Do they Other drive cars? cars? Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and that's, that's Everything true. else, I'll buy. Because in the realm of the soap opera thing, like... There's, there actually is only so much we're going to be able to do with cars. I right. think we're reaching the breaking point there. Yeah. I like your scene idea. <laughs> so like, you really do have to get crazy with the other stuff. I'm into it. Yeah, I, I love it. that stuff. Yeah. I, I, that's one of the things I like about this. And I really do. I mean, that w- we've talked a little bit about continuity with this series. I was just going to bring this up. Like it, People rail on the continuity. And the thing is, it's bonkers. <laughs> it's atypical. Yep. But it is it works. flawless. There, there are no holes in it. Right. It can all be explained away. Baby aside. Know? Baby aside. But even the baby, I bet if we sat down and did the math, it would... It could be squeezed yeah. in. You know, it's not one of those things that's so off the wall right, right, that right. it's like, oh, this is a retcon. Even though this whole series is just snowballing retcons. That's what it, and that's what I was going to say. Even if that were the case, that we just bump up against this baby thing, and we're like, I really can't make sense of it. They just and will in a future. Like, that is what mm-hmm. these movies do. Mm-hmm. Every time they make a new one, they do something that's like, that doesn't feel like it totally fits with. And then the next movie, they just go, oh, by the way, this is how all of that fits together. Yeah. And they just retroactively make a thing that makes it all work. Mm-hmm. Soap operas. That's how it works. I love it. You said you had some honorable mentions. Oh, actually, we ended up covering them. There was the over-the-shoulder thing. Uh, there was the uh, the cast flexing. My only big one is uh, the Rock coaching the girls' soccer team in in Fate. Oh, when they I did the haka. Loved that whole yeah. sequence. I thought the yeah. haka thing was cool when he was talking to the guy and like it, yeah. that that joke kind of worth it. Yeah, on me. it did. And yeah. I was also just concerned because this was the first time where I was like, the Rock really has roid voice, <laughs> like hardcore, and he. Like I just saw Moana. Yeah, he can he can carry a tune and all yeah. that. It just felt like, I hope it's not true. Yeah, but he just he looked for the first time since he was a wrestler like a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. That, the way uh, that certain wrestlers. I look. just thought he was a beautiful man. <laughs> well, the thing is, he's a hunk. Don't yeah. get me yeah. wrong, but like, I like Fast Five Rock. Yeah, this guy almost seems like he looks like Doomsday. He's like yeah. huge to the point where I'm like, I don't think that that's chicken cutlets. Yeah. and and lifting. Yeah. But I, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he yeah. just, he was, he had such a big, like, he had, like, shredder voice. I'm like, you sound like Ric Flair. And <laughs> most wrestlers are dead in their 60s. I don't want that. I want rock forever. Yeah, I know. You know selfish of me, sure. But I'm yeah. doing it for you, too, buddy. He looked like his character in Doom. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He very much did. And it, with that scratchy voice, like, when I think of, like, the rock and painting gain is like a grand comic performance. That movie's so underrated. He is so good in it. Yeah. And in this, like, 
and maybe he's just tired, but he just uh, he had yeah. like that thing. I'm like this. I love him so much that I just don't want to see him get hurt. Love that motherfucking <laughs> so haka it, scene. It distracted me. But that was so... Having them so all do great. the haka and yeah. all the other little girls yeah, were just like the shitting The reaction themselves. shots of the other girls so were good. so funny. So good. Yeah, I liked that. I did like the, the stand full of moms. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that that's great. Nice, um, my, my only honorable mention would be that I do have a soft spot for... Um, in Tokyo Drift, Lil Bow Wow's Hulk car. Oh, oh so my cool. god! Yeah, <laughs> forgot about that. Yes. He could be a part of the family at any point. I know. Yeah. I, I'm actually surprised they haven't brought him back. To be honest with you, I He's bet they've asked busy him. Doing yeah. something else. Yeah. I bet they've asked him. Well, with with all the stuff that's happening with the fire festival today, mm. um, they're they're. Do you see the article about Ja Rule? Oh yeah. So he's the one behind the fire festival, and um, he refused to come back for Too Fast, Too Furious, which is why Ludacris was brought in. And so he's the best thing that ever happened to Ludacris because he was in one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he's the best thing that ever happened to Ludacris because look at Ludacris's yeah. career. From oh there. yeah, that's yeah. true. And, and Ludacris yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, I, he's I a like Ludacris. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, I honestly the only th- I maybe I'm just I don't like Roman that much, but I, they have such great chemistry. Tej mm-hmm. versus Roman. I feel like that's the only reason they keep. Roman around. I yeah. actually think Tyrese is great in these movies too. I really do enjoy him in these. I think he's good. I, I think I just don't like him. Which I, I draw the yeah. you know except for the baby oil life. Yeah, he does have that one. Um, he has one line. I believe it's in Fast Five that I always loved. He says. This just went from Mission Impossible to Mission in freaking sanity. Yeah. And what's crazy is if you think about that, that actually means it got easier. <laughs> it went from it cannot be done to it's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah. And so, but I get it. It's a fun pun. But yeah. as soon as I heard that, I'm like, well, then let's get to it. Yeah. Let's get to this mission. Yeah. So you're saying, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> well, I think, I think my dislike in, in real life, IRL, uh, Tyrese has said some pretty misogynistic things. Yeah. Oh, so I think that like, I, yeah. my view is just colored. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I pretty much only know him as Roman, actually. So. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't know if I've when I heard that he was a singer song. first. Yeah. Model. Model first, then singer. Oh, my, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's just part of the family. Yeah. <laughs> and a real asshole about women. Is he? Oh. Yeah. Mm. He does it. have the, I will say, he does have the iconic shot from the whole franchise. Oh, yeah. And it's his stuntman. Mm-hmm. It's the shot of him leaping from the car mm-hmm. at, that's being crushed by a tank so he can land on another car. Yep. That's kind of become the iconic shot. Yeah. I'm going to have to look up some of his, uh, his uh, controversial speech. Yes. Because I literally only know him as, that's, oh, I, hell that's no. That's the only thing I yeah. know about him, yeah. It's, yeah. He plays Roman. Um, Sorry to I, I attempt to ruin so many things for you through the guise of feminism no no, no. I, I, I wouldn't I, say i ruined it no. not ruined but like i like uh we had a long conversation about john wick and my problems with john wick oh really Three women yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, so, but the thing yeah. is though it doesn't ruin them for me yeah. yeah it opens my eyes up to something that i'm just not yeah. conditioned to see yeah. yeah i will always accept that yeah and i won't go into that i'll tell you after the post fair enough because i think yeah. it's too long <laughs> yeah well the the uh uh in John Wick 2, the, the hit woman that you were referring to, she is actually one of the stars of Triple X3, Return yes, of the Hinder Cage. Uh, <laughs> utilized about as well. I yeah, say. Does, <laughs> yeah. that awesome uh, dual gun sight yeah, gun where she's yeah. back to back yeah. with, with um, uh, the, the Bollywood the actress. Transplant. Yeah, yeah. That, like, Pretty badass. Yeah. I will say this. John Wick was on when I was at the gym, actually just before going to see uh, Fate of the Furious. Uh-huh. Nice. So I was on a real adrenaline high going into the movie, which helped. And I was I had focused so much on the stuff that upset me about John Wick that I was like, Willem Dafoe's in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, that's why we need guests like you on yeah. the podcast. And we often find that happens where we're like talking in a vacuum. And it's like, we want to get deep and thematically uh, interested in movies. But it's like, our perspective is limited to yeah. who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be Nothing happy Nothing to... can ruin a movie for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. Very few things can ruin a movie for me. Yeah. But I always want to learn more about them. Okay. Well, I will be happy to come on any time and talk about uh, things through a feminist lens and also... Poor, poor, yeah. <laughs> well, poor costume and hair and makeup choices. Oh, yes, please. yes. I almost want to get you to just call into every app, just leave me mm-hmm. a voicemail. Like, hey, mm-hmm. Emily, we're doing this movie this week, and just tell me about the makeup and hair from it. Have you seen Colossal yet? No, I'm, oh. r- I'm really looking forward to Colossal's it. Colossal's really cool. Okay, this, there's a scene, and this won't ruin anything yeah. for you, but there's a character who's staying in a... It's shown as a Holiday Inn, and there's a fucking fireplace in his room. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it took me out of the movie. Oh, man. I love your attention to detail. <laughs> it is a weird thing because I, I didn't notice it. But as soon as you mentioned it, I was like, that is a very weird thing. Yeah. Like, that's. Could they not get a holiday in for this and just <laughs> use someone's home as a stand in? Yeah. What is this? That's funny. You should see Colossal. It's, I'm yeah. really excited. It's it was really amazing. Cool. Yeah. And Anne Hathaway is just gorgeous in it. Yeah. I'm very pumped to see that. Like, literally, there's one scene where I, I stopped paying attention to what was going on because I could I was trying to figure out if they had gone in and digitally retouched her skin because it was so flawless <laughs> that I, I, I honestly think they might have. Yeah. Like, it's like porcelain. But that's a topic for it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you got any recommendations, like movies you've seen recently that you would recommend? Colossal was amazing. Awesome. Um, I, I really loved it. Um, I just... Um, oh, I wish I would... I feel like a Doug Loves Movies guest. Where yeah, so it's like, what? Oh, shit, I don't yeah. remember anything I've seen. Yeah. No, I, Colossal's, a, that, that's a good answer. Yeah. yeah. All right. Dan, you got anything? Anything you saw recently? Anything you want to recommend? Um, that's right. I'm looking through my list right now. I will certainly second the Colossal reference. Yeah. Uh, everyone who's listening knows that we are all Nacho Vigalando fans here. Oh, yes. And so it's, it's great to see him just trying to expand beyond a gimmick and yep. using the gimmick to do so and it's it's really good this is his first you know kind of mainstream wide movie too mm-hmm. i think it's uh, it's yeah my, i went in for much shallower reasons i've never this was my first uh nacho vigilando mm-hmm. film um dan said that he's going to lend me time crimes to watch sometime. Oh, yes um but i went in because it's like ooh, i love anne hathaway's bangs and i just wanted to like <laughs> stare at her face for this movie and then it was actually an amazing movie yeah awesome yeah. <laughs> it's always nice when that happens when you yeah. come for the bangs stay for the mm-hmm. stay for the bang I, um, I'm going to put this out there because it's not something that I necessarily want to recommend, but it was totally of the brand that I love. Uh, y'all know I love found footage. Uh-huh. And Phoenix Forgotten oh, you saw that? does it almost right. Yeah, It's actually pretty cool. Yeah. They, they managed to put some legs on the found footage idea. It doesn't culminate in anything huge, but uh, if you're into that stuff and you're in tune with that kind of a thing, it's, it's quite well done. Um, I, I enjoyed it well enough. Fair enough. Yeah, Phoenix Forgotten was cool. Yeah. If you've got eight minutes to spare, <laughs> you squeeze a, a movie in. Uh-huh. Well, they do a thing where it's it's a girl making a documentary about her brother's uh, disappearance years ago. Yeah. And during this documentary, she uncovers his footage. So we uh, get to see a documentary about uh, her discovering this footage. And then we see the footage. So it's a cool assembly of that. Um, whether it leads to anything, you know cohesive is is up to you yeah but uh you know it's a movie that no one's gonna see and if you like that kind of thing i think it's on the better end of the spectrum all right could i add one more thing yeah unrelated to that um but uh the their tmc is doing a bunch of in movie 
in theater showings of classic movies. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, like they recently did, um, oh fuck, I'm blanking on the name, Betty Davis, uh, All About Eve. Yeah. And then, uh, Earlier this month, I got to go and see North by Northwest, and that oh, is amazing on the I big screen. I love that movie. I would love to see it on the big screen. It was. I, I, I've actually he, never seen it. Yeah. Oh, Did it's I, invi- so I know I invited. Good. I like. I, I always <laughs> invite you last minute, so you're never able to come. But I don't have your number, so I'll get. The oh yeah. Next yeah. time they're doing The Godfather soon. Oh cool! Ooh. I've actually never seen that. That would be a great way to see yeah. it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a cool flick. Yeah. But yeah, um, and uh, and I could spend another half an hour talking about Ava Marie Saint's clothing in that movie because a lot of, a lot of it takes place on a train so yeah. there's very few costume changes for anybody and in fact there is a big plot point about um Cary Grant getting his suit cleaned like twice in the movie because he's trapped <laughs> in the same clothes the entire from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie the I really want to see this yeah. movie I keep I, I actually have a VHS that someone handed to me years mm-hmm. ago and uh it's good I man. just I don't have a way to play it now. it's got a the thing I didn't expect mm-hmm. about North by Northwest was its sense of humor yeah. Like it's a re- it's a really good movie. It's a great Alfred Hitchcock thriller. Like it has mm-hmm. all those elements, but it has a really good sense of humor about itself that I like didn't see coming and is really fun. And, and I love Vertigo and I love um what's the one with Jimmy Stewart? Rear Window. Rear Window. But those drag a little bit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. North by Northwest is at a clip. Like yeah. and the only time it goes slow is when it's uh used very effectively mm-hmm. on purpose. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I will watch it. Yeah. I will absolutely watch Feel it. Like it. Uh, Martin Landau, I think, has like a small he's role in it that's really creepy. Actually, a pretty sizable role. Yeah, yeah. he's a he's um, a young Martin Landau too. Yeah, nice. yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I'm excited. It's yeah. real cool. It's it's really worth probably seeing. on Filmstruck. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look it up. Check it out, man. Uh, my I recommend- work for Filmstruck. I'm just it's my new toy. <laughs> so just a new fan. Uh, my recommendation: I have been doing this series on uh, FarsightedBlog.com called mm-hmm. Splatter Matters, mm-hmm. uh, where I've been watching uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis movies. He's mm-hmm. known as the Godfather of Gore, uh, and I have 14 of his movies on Blu-ray currently that mm-hmm. I'm going to be making my way through chronologically. Uh, and so far, I've only been like middlingly enjoying them. I, I haven't hit on any yet that like really like mm-hmm. you know like got to me. I watched Color Me Blood Red this week. And I, I fucking one. loved it. Nice. It is mm-hmm. awesome. Where do you hear this premise? It's it, like it's the first movie of his that just has like such a solid premise, and then on top of it has like an actual actor in the lead who's like good and charismatic, mm-hmm. which all of his movies have been lacking mm-hmm. so far. Uh, the premise is a an up and coming painter is struggling with his colors, and he's looking for a very particular shade of red. And he just can't find it. He can't figure it out. He's been mixing all everything. He can't get the shade of red that he wants. And then through uh, an accident, discovers that his girlfriend's blood is exactly the color of red he's been looking for. Uh, nice. And this is all occurring at a period in his career where he's up and coming. And his art is starting to be commercialized for the first time. Uh, and with that comes a lot of criticism that he had never gotten before That's as a classic well. setup. I like that. And so he basically like starts going mad and ends up murdering his girlfriend to use her body as paint. And thus, and makes his great masterwork with it. And nice. thus starts this obsession with murdering people for their blood to paint these paintings. It's, it's a very Herschel Gordon Lewis movie. It's, oh, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. It's really good. I want to see that. And, What's it called again? Uh, it's called Color Me Blood Red. Beautiful. Uh, and it's got a scene where they do a chase on paddle boats because mm. it's also a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, nice. It's it's really good. I really really liked it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, first one that I have just straight up enjoyed. Uh, and there should be a big article about that on uh, farsideofblog.com this week. 
Uh, you guys want to do plugs around the horn? Yeah, check out Cinadelphia.com for uh, movie reviews and such that I do for them. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Scully. You can find me anywhere at Dan Scully. You can uh, find me on Letterboxd at Dan Scully. Look at that. I got them all. I got them all except for the .com. Don't go there. It's some, well, maybe go there. I don't know. He's like a designer, like a Broadway designer, yeah. so I don't know what it is. There you go. What the fuck ever? <laughs> um, I'm on Geo City. No, um, yeah, so uh, yeah, Cinadelphia.com and Dan Scully on everything else. And uh, yeah, thank you. Awesome. You can find me, uh, uh, oh boy, Twitter <laughs> at Philadelphia, uh, letterbox.com slash Philadelphia, uh, farsightedblog.com. We're doing those splatter matters. Uh, that was pretty much it for me this time. Emily, where can people find you um, if you want them to? Well, much like Jason and Zuka's, I'm not on Twitter, guys. Uh, so, uh, um, and I don't know. I've got an Instagram, but unless you want to see pictures of other people's dogs, it's not really that interesting. Dogs <laughs> and things. I'm pretty based. sure that's why most people are on Instagram. Yeah. If I understand what that's for, I should plug yeah. my new Instagram. Huh? I started an Instagram called Philly Window Zoo. Oh, I love it. And this. it's just me doing selfies with animals that are in windows. Oh, that's great. And uh, mostly cats. Dogs get a little barky, yeah. and then you know you have to deal with owners. It hasn't happened yet, but yeah. I, you know I don't want to set off barking in people's houses. Yeah. But yeah, if you check out Philly Window Zoo. I love that. It's <laughs> selfies with, with window kippies. <laughs> oh, I have a, well, I'll save this for, I follow Philly Window Zoo and it has only occurred to me while you're talking that you might just be making up all of the biographies of the pets you see in the oh, window. Yeah, I'm completely making them all yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I realized that I was completely credulous and figured you, I, like for some reason I thought, oh, you must have talked to the owners. <laughs> no. I, I bought into the premise 100% and uh. now, I, now I feel like a fool. No, it's just a writing exercise yeah. to come up with silly things. Yeah. But no, you're not a fool. That just uh, that just means I'm brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. You weren't set off by the one with the crippling cat- catnip addiction? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that's when it's the bell started to go off. <laughs> I, I wanted to check and just... It's easy to get distracted by adorable cats and stop thinking, you know, yeah. critically because you just see kibbies. <laughs> well, we're friends on Facebook. You see how many pictures of my own cats I post. I'm I'm in the bag for Your cats. Your cats are <laughs> awesome. You're in the bag for cats yeah. and yeah. the cat's out of the bag. Oh, I'll, I'll plug my cats. There you uh, go. I've got uh, Dr. Awesome Q Pudditang the third Esquire uh-huh. <laughs> and Mr. Paul F. Tomcat. Um, I love it. Awesome. <laughs> what, what was the first one's name again? Oh, uh, her name is Doctor Awesome Q Pootie Tang the Third Esquire. That's incredible. <laughs> and anytime I tell people that uh, her name is, we call her Doc for short, um, people assume it's a boy. There's a lot of uh, ingrained sexism. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh, you can find our show on Twitter at uh, I Like Two Movie. That's numeric two. Facebook.com slash I Like Two Movie. Uh, we're on Tumblr, same address, I Like Two Movie.tumblr.com. Uh, there's a nice new Libsyn site up if you guys uh, use Libsyn, which you probably don't. It's uh, <laughs> where we're hosted. Uh, rate and subscribe on iTunes. That's how we uh, show up more people's feeds, get more of you guys listening to us. And uh, come check us out in Baltimore on July 15th. Screening yes. I Am and I Ooh. Flags. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Congratulations. Can you say your cat's name again? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Dr. Awesome Q Pootie Tang the Third Esquire. Oh. There's a, a the one show that Jenna and I watch together is RuPaul's Drag Race. Highly recommend. Love that show. There's a queen on it this season named Nina Bonina Brown. Mm-hmm. And uh every time Ru refers to Nina Bonina Brown, uh he adds a uh it's like Nina Bonina Rodham Clinton Brown. Always <laughs> adds like yeah. a hyphenated yeah. woman's mm-hmm. last name and it is so funny. That's great. And every time I'm like, they got to be out of them. Mm-hmm. Nope. Another yeah. one pops mm-hmm. off. And so that reminded me of Nina Bonina Brown. I have o- often wondered how much of, um, if we're going to turn this into a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, which I'm 100% in for, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
when you when they're doing the runway at the end and you hear the uh, panel commenting and making jokes about the costume. Oh, that is all ADR'd. I, I thought so too, but then if you watch um, un- undressed or un- untucked, whatever, untucked the, um, <laughs> on YouTube, you hear them saying, "We could hear them making jo-. like." There was one point when someone specifically said, "I could hear them making jokes about like mentioning a specific joke that t- sounded ADR'd." Mm. So some of it, at least, is actually live and in person. That's that's inspiring to hear. Yeah, it's one of the few reality TV shows that does seem to have some sort of semblance of reality mm-hmm. to it, but um, yeah. <laughs> Nina Bonina, <laughs> Banana Fofana. <laughs> this all gave me a great idea for how we can sign off the show this week. We sign off the same way every week. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was thinking maybe you could sign your cat off as well. Okay. Yes. Right? We can, we can I'm just, I, I can't wait to tell Jenna that factoid that you just told me because we always talk about how it sounds like they're written afterwards. That blows my mind. I'm and sh- it, I, I, it must I'm, be a it's combination. It's probably sweetened yeah. a little yeah. bit, but yeah. yeah. I would, I would guess. Yeah. So how do we sign off? So uh, we go around the horn. I say, like, my name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. And then we each, my name is, and I like to movie movie. My name is, and I like to movie movie. My cat's name is, and he likes to movie movie. She, she likes to movie oh, movie. oh, we were warned. I know. I know. <laughs> I think that's why my brain did it. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It's going to take time, but we'll get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, my name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. Uh, my name is Emily Martin. My cat's name is Dr. Awesome Q. Tang the Third Esquire, as well as Mr. Paul F. Tomcat. And we all like the movie movie. Oh. They like to meow v meow v. And we all know sorry. that. I'm sorry. You I'm so like sorry. to meow v meow v because we, we like, like to meow v. <laughs> Perfect. That's a cat pun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>